Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Culture, power, freedom, equal dice game. Dope in the rice game. Existential fridge, bitch. Hot dicks in they fixes. Bathroom bumps taking pictures. Look at what she sent you. Huh. Look at what she sent you. Yeah. You will never jinx us. You will never rest in peace. Chinks us. We run with guards in the rich niggas. Never need rides when you fly this high. Unarmed prophets always die. I'm from the Clinton Hill side of the style where the niggas born fly. Gangsters worship goddesses, miss with a fiction. Put it in the pot, then you twist it. Magic in they pussy make you miss them. Pillow talk, dream with me. Baby, get the cream with me. Remember me? How we snuck up in the industry. Now we never in the streets. Game is really deep when you're standing on your feet. Pass on the gatekeepers, keys and the guns and the speakers. Brand new old school, newbie in the teachers. God on flash, spark mine like the reefer. God body wordplay, putting spirit in the sin. Clamors 13 again. Culture, power, freedom, equal dice game. Dope in that rice game. Unlock your mind with street test, tribe quest, liquid, rewind it. You requested foul shit, loud shit, existential French bitch. Yeah. Hide, model, hide, dicks in they fixes. Bathroom bumps taking pictures. Porn in the inbox, look at what she sent you. Motivation, activation, when I die, bring me back to Haitian. Who do the voodoo that you do? Congo, Baba, now algorithm you do. Oh, she's so digital. Oh, she's so digital. Oh, she's so sh- Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Notre Less Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening, Brother Red Pill, joined by my co-host, Brother Blue. Peace. Peace to the gods. Peace, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You coming through? You want to do this? You want to mic check, mic check? Oh. Want to adjust your vocals? Are you good? My vocals is good. I can hear you. Peace to the family. Yeah. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Less Radio. You are now rocking with the best. All right. Indeed. Sir, that song that you just heard is by none other than the Scorpion King, my brother, the, a- the Kabbalah God, AARC, some of that dog star, hip hop, hot kid. No? Yeah, what happened to the theme music? That's what people want to hear. Yeah, that's coming back. God, that sounds real emotional. Theme music is coming back. This is the rollout. You know what I'm saying? They got to be patient. We're just getting back to things. No, so we're back. Song. Like, how, how long is it going to roll out? It's just the it's just music. Song. It's the themes. It's just got to upload. It's simple. I know. Yeah. We'll get it back. It's Scorpion season, though. We're going to go sports. All right. Shout out to all my Scorpions out there. Salute. All right. Uh, shout out to my brother Obar. Everything works out. 
our brother will be calling in today to uh, let the family know that he will be rescheduling his appearance. All right. Uh, salute to that brother. He is a very busy man doing what he does best. So, uh, you know, just here to support. Who well, was good, though? How was your weekend? Talk about it. Our weekend was productive. It was good. <clears throat> Every day is a learning lesson, so um, got a better opportunity to learn myself. You know what I'm saying? As I move closer and closer to my 40th, so shout out to my weekend. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Saturday had the opportunity on 125th Street, very briefly, to meet a, a young prodigy, his brother by the name of Marcus. This young man is 16 years old, and he's a student that has ended up teaching the teachers, you know, with his wisdom. The wisdom of a 16-year-old that is some of the most uh, profound rationale that I have encountered on this planet in a long time with a That's lot a of, day. you know, because there's a lot of mush brain niggas out there. So it's, so it's that's, a real, a, that's a big word, I tell you, so that's in your lifetime, giving that young man a, a you know, that's honorable. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it in a perspective to what my quote-unquote age is, if, if age means anything these days, because it doesn't really seem to, but if age means anything, then... You know, if we're talking about that perspective of someone who is, quote-unquote, you know, however old I am, as opposed to however old or young this young man is, he's very seasoned in his ability to use his rationale in order to arrive at conclusions that, you know, are very clear and easy to understand. He can explain himself well. You know what I'm saying? His faculties are intact. He's not clouded or shrouded by any dogmatic, um, uh, you know, philosophy or religion. You know what I'm saying? He's just observant. He's very observant of the world, and he asks some key questions. And, um, you know, as Nelly Fuller teaches, you know, the only way that you can arrive at a sound conclusion Right or solve a problem is to ask the right questions. Yeah, we were born. We were born into this life to solve problems. We came onto this planet to solve problems. You know what I'm saying? And the only way that you can arrive at problem solving is to ask the right questions. So when I observed that brother asking the right questions at such a young age. You know, you got to be wise in order to be able to listen, and that's also something that people um, lack the discipline to do. Some people just want to be heard. They want to talk, 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 and they don't do enough listening. They're not critical listeners. You know what I'm saying? Brother Rich has that yes, skill. Brother Rich, you know, is, is, is an individual that's able to make waves globally, you know, with his intellect. And his rationale as well. And he don't ever have to be seen on camera. It's not about his ego. He's not feeding his ego. He's not in it for celebrity. 
You know what I'm saying? He's he's doing the work of the people, and um, shit. Like if you if that work could be done off camera and be so effective, you know what I'm saying? If some of us could trade for that, we might take it because there's a lot of burdens I mean, that come with the um the constant visibility. You know what I'm saying? And people trying to hold you to a particular standard that they've developed in their own mind as to say you should do this or you should do that based on what they might do or they, you know, or what Malcolm X did and shit like that. Like, Facts. Well, that was one of the reasons, not the only reason, but it was the root of one of the reasons why, and I can't speak for you and I can't speak to anybody else, but I removed myself from the realm of video or, or blogging, you know what I'm saying, or the visual realm. And I when really you did that? Some, I did that in the year 2011. Yeah, let that shit ooze out of you. 2011, 2010, 2012, I was not doing videos. I was not on any platforms. I was actually turning down requests to do videos. The brother Sarnetta was actually trying to do recordings for years, the same way that he was trying to get Mama Pill on film, and she wouldn't oblige to it. So the whole thing, of, and, and actually coming from Nodalesh TV, where I had the camera on me, that we had our own network, I was like, you know what? I'm comfortable with the radio show. I'm comfortable with the blog talk. I'm comfortable with talking, talk radio. I'm comfortable with that. I'm not, you know, it's not to say that I wasn't comfortable in front of the camera, but it just comes to time. Timing is everything, you know what I'm saying? You can't do that your whole life. So to, uh, hopefully that answers your question if you have, um, you know, uh, a second question to put on layers, like you can act. But yeah, that's when I did that. So okay. it may be like an oversaturation as of today, right now, because when I returned on the scene and decided that I was going to go visual with it, shit, whatever I do, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I go hard with it. I'm going to do it to the to the best of this ability. So, you know. Yeah, you know. It'll be all right. It'll be yeah. all right. Don't worry you, about it. You, you're you one of the people that often uses this phrase about quality over quantity. So just because somebody's oversaturating something and doing it to death doesn't mean that there's a lot of life in it. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, that's not a personal shot at you. I'm it just saying. Be. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> I know. Listen. That, you know. Listen. I know. I mean, quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. And that's why... Yeah. You know, and that 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 phrase right there, or rather that formula, is what is utilized or what's used to help you know step it up to get your shit tight. You know what I mean? To take it to another level, or the proverbial raise the bar, because you know you want to present high quality. You want to present something that is uh, you know very impactful, uh, both visually and things of that nature. And with that being said, that is why. You know, I'm in the process of relaunching our own platform from a visual standpoint where the quality of the product and the uh the um the the, the time and preparation and because 'cause I'm an editor, I'm an artist, so the time and the art and the energy that's gonna be put into these different clips and different um, you know, visual presentations, it will be of a high quality. So I'm going to yeah, use another one of your um, quotes. 
You know. Say it again. I said I'm gonna use another one of your quotes. Sometimes less is more. You know, there are videos that are going viral that are super effective that are five minutes. People tape them in their car, you know what I'm saying? People taping them in their room, bedroom, bathroom, things of that nature. There's no editing involved. There's no hijinks, you know what I'm saying? There's no bells and whistles. There's none of those things. It's just people speaking passionately from their heart, and that's what's registering and making them go viral, is that they're standing and speaking in truth. You know what I'm saying? It's resonating like a bell with people across the globe, and those are the clips that are capturing the hearts and the minds and doing millions going viral and things of that nature. So sometimes even less is more in this particular age. You know what I'm saying? You could dress a pig up and put lipstick on and just still... Not a woman. Facts. You know, and in the world of um, social media and viral, you know, that is, you know, you know that, that factor, that, that's at least something that you can qualify or quantify that, yeah, people are uploading camera videos and the videos that Sinetta and Rich do, you know, those are considered real style. <laughs> Um, marketing or gorilla video with not a lot of editing. It's just basically setting up a tripod and a camera. But when you enter into the world of production and when you enter into the world of film, when you enter into the world of video, you could utilize a lot of the um, equipment. You could utilize a lot of the different options that are available to creators such as myself in this day and age where you can have a whole warehouse green screened out. You could do special effects now. You could uh, utilize all of these wonderful backgrounds and stock footage and stuff of that nature. So, I mean, I'm cool with all of that, what you just said, but that's not what I'm here for. I did the minimalist thing, and I'm looking towards raising the bar with better quality stuff. I'm not the guy that's going to sit in his car on his iPhone and do it five minutes. It's not about that. That's not what I'm trying to do. I don't want it to, you know, I don't need the five-minute video to go viral. The people that's doing that, salute to them. The little babies and stuff, the people with the cats and shit, you know, that's cute. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about webisodes. I'm talking about short films, for my animation, you know, stretching your imagination. That, that's what I'm talking about. Indeed. Do you have it? Is the uh is the chat open yet? I guess that means no. All right, family, the chat will be open in a second now. Yeah. Thank you for uh yes, thank you all for joining us. You know, on this monumental episode of KTO Radio, this is a special episode of KTO Radio. Um, we are welcoming back our brother, your brother, KT the Arch degree. But more, most or more notably, this is his born day. This is solar return. You know what I'm saying? So he's definitely taking 
um, some special time out of, out of a special day, and he's sharing it with us. You know what I'm saying? So we're honored to have him bringing in that uh, that energy with us. You know what I'm saying? So we look forward, definitely look forward to what the brother has to bring on this most charged up soil return day of his. He's had a phenomenal year, and um, and in a few minutes, the brother will be able to open up his line, bring the brother in, and we'll be able to hear directly from his mouth, you know, what exactly has this year meant to him, how has it resonated, and, and you know, what does he have planned for the upcoming year, okay? So... Thank you all. Uh, if you can, please feel free to share the um, the media, the flyer, things of that nature on your social media. Okay. Brother yes. Blue, the chat is open. Okay, the we chat have, is open. Yes. We have a conference down. Our brother is on the six seven eight. Line. Yes, I see him. Yes, indeed. I see the young, the young guard, and it also helps to mention that uh, our young brother KT, the Arch degree, has had a stellar solar year. You know, I mentioned once. Yes. Oh, yes, indeed. You know, the brother. I had to salute him about uh, the work that he put in this year, particularly. You know uh, how proud I am of the young uh, prodigy and the work that he's doing. So, yes, sir, you know, definitely uh, so eagerly, you know, awaiting. Open his line. Let's let's see what he got to open up. Okay, okay. Okay. Yes, without any further ado, I'm going to read the episode info, and then we'll open up the line for our brother, KT the Arch degree. Okay, Nota Ledge Radio presents KT the Arch Degree, Serious Dogma. As of recently, there has been a great influx of talk regarding genetics. Within our community, the scholars have been throwing around the terms gene, chromosome, and histones. I would be willing to bet the majority of listeners and viewers are not aware of what DNA and RNA stands for, let alone their differences or relationships with one another. So science is now becoming a hot topic in the community. It is more on the historical accounts of our legacy mixed with personal ideological rhetoric from lackluster spiritual debunk artists. The conversation of health as it relates to our history and science is being grossly ignored. All denominations of this community have a greater inclination to discuss matters of trivial and petty back-and-forth sparring of history than a matter of health by way of good gene consistency that our elders, Mama Pill and Dr. Sabi, have proven for nearly 50 years. Come join KT, the arch degree, as he returns to Nodalege Radio as he presents Serious Dogma, the microbiology of ancient Kemet, Congo, and the Dogon. He will provide the family with the relationship between our ancient history and the instructions they left to maintain health by way of DNA, long-lasting life, and optimum experience of personal purpose. Remember, animals survive, but children of the stars, we live. So, without any further ado...
We want to bring to you KT Yo, what's good? What's good, family? How you doing? Good. Happy Born Day. Happy Solar Return. Hey. My brother. My brother. Out. No doubt. What's up? What's up, man? I appreciate that, man. You know. You know, I gotta, oh, I gotta man. get it warm. Gotta get it warm for for AA and y'all, cause y'all on your way. So I gotta, I gotta prep, prep it for it for yeah, you. Yeah, you know? you're the first indicator. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You're the first indicator of the countdown. Of the countdown. Yeah. Because it may right right after you. out in the waters, yeah. you know, make sure everything's good so when y'all come through, everything's straight, you know? Absolutely. You know, this year, I was uh, pleasantly surprised to, to you know, to see how many October, you know, Halloween and Halloween, Halloween uh, Scorpios that we were surrounded by. I didn't, had no idea, like, Oh, yeah. They out there. yeah, they are very much out there. Yeah, they eat 23rd to the 31st, right? That eight-day stretch. Word is bond. So salute yeah, to you, bro. October's very own, right? But salute to you, young Scorpio King. You know, welcome back to a, to the platform. This is like your coronation and shit. Hold on. <laughs> like a, <laughs> you're in Atlanta. This is like homecoming right now. I know, I right? That <laughs> because... Yeah, I say that because, like I said a minute ago, you know, when I saw your birthday on the uh, Facebook thing last night, it automatically took me into reflection mode. You know, I was like, let me just review his year, you know? Sometimes you do that. And I was like, whoa, this brother has a wonderful year on, on you know, on his belt. Like this, you know, in reflection, this would be your year that you basically – you know, got, got a few out. more degrees. Yeah, brother. Exactly. I had to step hey, on out. Step, step yeah. on out. I've been you in know. the cut, you know, helping with the foundation, you know, in the back, mm-hmm. the back scenes for a minute. And, um, you know, what did it was um was that Interstellar, that Black Panther, man. That that was the thing that got me like, yo, let me, let me step on out and talk to the people. And um, that was a year ago, yeah. That was November seventh. Oh, that was on our. No, that was on our born day. Remember, no, no, no. I'm saying I did. I did one on the fourteenth. I did one on your born day, and I did one uh, right before it. On the, I came yeah, up on like the seventh, but I think it was like the eleventh. Yeah, the eleventh and the eleventh. We did the Interstellar on the eleventh. We did uh, the Black Panther on y'all day. Yes, sir. Wow. And the Wakanda. Didn't I say it? All roads lead to Wakanda. All roads yep. to Wakanda. That was a year ago? That was a that year was a ago. That was a year, son. That's, That's crazy. It felt like that was a, year. a few months ago or something, right? It felt like the beginning of the year, if anything. Well, uh, it felt like that spring. That was a year. Like then, then right after we did yeah, that, like early Yibo, spring. Yibo came knocking on the door like, yo, was good. Let me in. Yeah, you you was calling Oyibo out on the show. You was name dropping Oyibo, and I got the inbox like, "Yo, Oyibo's ready to go. Let's do it." Boom. And um, shout out to them. Oyibo's ready to come back, so the cycle is definitely complete. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. I agree. Yeah, I, so um... you 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 opened the portal. We uh we salute you. You know what I'm saying for. That uh, activation that you brought forward, 
we were always waiting for the right moment, and it presented itself, and we uh, we we took hold of the uh, the bull's horn. Shout out to Mama Pill, the Taurus. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And coincidentally enough, the Saros 143 uh, lunar cycle, lunar eclipse cycle, um, which is uh, a, a moon family cycle, family Saros is the name of moon cycles or family of moon cycles. And in the Saros 143 moon cycle, all of our born days are present, you know what I'm saying, that are rolling out for... I think yours activated it last year, right? You was the first lunar eclipse on your born day, November 3rd. And then ours is going to be, um, I think, in 11 years. No, we're going to be 56 when ours comes in. And I think mom's is like 20, 40-something. So right. it goes backwards, right? It goes from you, the last, you begin it, and it ends with her, the first, you know what I'm saying, who will be the last Moon cycle. So now, I remember you know when I mean? you sent me the information. That was over a year ago. Yeah, when I when I cracked that code, that was over a year ago. So salute to the Law Forty Four. Shout out to Katie, the Arch Degree Mama Pill. She made this possible. It was already preordained. You know what I'm saying? We are the Zep Tepi. We always come back around this time to see the planet with this information. And I know that that's what you have come to do this evening with your dissertation and presentation as well. So I look forward to what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man. And y'all rolled out that red and blue carpet for me, you know what I'm saying, and made sure and, and that I was able to, to get that get that word out, man. It's it's one thing to have the words and be ready to do it. It's another thing to get it out. Right. So when I was talking earlier about my optimism by way of me running into the student body, the youth that are amongst us that are absorbing this information, you know, you are definitely amongst that um, that class, you know what I'm saying? You are des- definitely alumni in that student body, you know, like the double XL freshman cover. <laughs> yeah, you, you made the freshman cover, not necessarily a freshman, but brothers like yourself, uh, Black Panther, um, you know, like I said, the the young brother Marcus, you know what I'm saying, who but rel you know, he's still a student. I don't wanna push nobody out on the stage that doesn't want to be there. But these are people that I learn from and it's not necessarily about you don't always gotta drop the heaviest thing. Sometimes it's your poise, sometimes it's your humility, sometimes it's the ability to just listen and not always wanna be heard. It's the most vital teaching component of all. So these are the, the people that I'm learning from because, like I said, these old niggas is mush brains. I'm not learning nothing from them. I'm learning who not to be alike. I'm learning what road not to walk down. And as I'm moving into my 40th, I'm learning that, you know, age ain't nothing but a number because this shit does not mean anything for some of these dudes that are plus 40 that exhibit no level of brilliance whatsoever. There's a lot of old fools out here, so I'm looking at the youth, you know what I'm saying, for my lessons in life these days. I'm looking at the youth to get a proper litmus test on what the future will look like, you know what I'm saying, because the old fools will die off. You know, they're part of 
uh, the remnants of a bygone era, you know what I'm saying? And it's just analogs glitching. But y'all is the digital dash. So, you know, salute to you, my brother, like I said. And the floor is open. It's all yours. Do what you need to do. Oh, boy. There we go. So, yeah, man, I I wanted to name this series Dogma because, you know, there's uh, we have been some, some big talks these days in the community, um, and science is, is pretty much at the helm. Um, but uh, ma- mainly it's a lot of bickering uh, over people's opinions on their understanding uh, of the Nile Valley and of Kemet. And though that makes for an interesting conversation, um, you know, we still at war. You know, and shout out to George Edward Tate, you know, my father who wrote that book, you know, back around the time when I was born at war. A lot of people don't know, but it made it on uh, New York Undercover back when that was on, one of the revolutionaries that was on uh, one of the shows that they was after had his book on the table. He, he was studying my pops. He was like, yo, you're a terrorist. So um, the, 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 the fact remains that we're at war right now, and if we're at war, we need to be prepared uh, for battle. We need to be prepared to defend our family, and um, no, no doubt that the instructions are on the wall but one of the most pertinent instructions that we really don't have to argue about is a matter of health, you know, because economics and wealth, defense, everything comes after that. You have to be able to to grow your food, understand the science of food, how it interacts with your body, what your body is capable of, the processes of your body, the true, the true epitome of know thyself which is knowing who you are. That's why I've really been pushing the physiology so people can understand blood pressure, how you how you going in, getting your blood pressure every month, right? You know that it's supposed to be 120 over 80, but you don't know what 120 over 80 is, you know? You should know about your spleen. You should know about your intestines. You should know about your heart. You should know about your thyroid gland. So when they come up to you and they like, yo, ABC's wrong, we're going to cut your thyroid gland out, you know, you'll know what they're really talking about and what they're really saying to you, you know. Now, these same folks that get up on the stage and talk all this stuff, you know, if we follow them during the week, you know, they're going to see the doctor. The doctor's telling them, yo, this is what you need to do. This is what you're not supposed to do. And they listen. And they listen because they don't know no better. Because while they stand up till 4 in the morning trying to figure out whether this hieroglyphic means water or stick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Their heart is having is skipping a beat. They're having problems. They're having issues. So it's like every time the health conversation comes back up, it always gets kind of pushed to the wayside like it's something that needs to happen later, even though time and time again it's been proven that it's a conversation that we need to be having right now. So, you know, that's 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 what I represent. I, I represent that conversation. So I don't care how deep and how far everybody goes. I'm going to always bring it back to the health. 
So serious dogma because, you know, we're, we're, we're in a whole new religion now. You know, a lot of people are speaking of spirituality but using it in religious connotations, unfortunately. Because, see, the thing, the difference between spirituality and religion is the fact that in spirituality is something that you live. It's something that you embody. It's who you are. You see what I'm saying? And and the funny thing is, with all the information that goes on about Kemet, people ain't living that life. Because when I go to Kemet, son, and I look at them walls, I'd be damned if I see my ancestors biting a zebra's ass, passing chitlins back and forth. I ain't seen one chicken wing on the walls of Kemet. No barbecue sauce, no potato chips. But you know what I do see? I see them greens. I see them herbs. I see them flowers. And I can still identify those flowers, those 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 herbs, them leaves, them plants, to this day. And they're offering it to us all. And they're offering it to us set. And they're offering it to all the other deities. And Ani is, is, is having it in his possession as well. But for some strange reason, no one has made this connection. Nobody thinks, oh, man, we need to talk about them plants. We need to talk about that vegetation. Because I, I sit back and I think, and I'm like, yo, when you look at the word plant, you know, it, 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 it connects to almost every plane on this planet. And, and, and as, looking, as we start to look through all those words, we start seeing the common thread between all of them. We see plane, which deals with different dimensional realities in, in, in regards to how, you, how you're aware to the environment around you, that dimension. We have plane it or planet, like the earth plane is just a T at the end. It's the earth plane. This is the plane of existence we operate on. And then what is the one thing that connects us to this earth plane? What is our interface technology on this earth plane? It is the plant. How do we know that? Because it's plane with a T at the end. It's the planet as well. So we got plane, we got planet, we got plant, and everything within our existence revolves around the plant, whether we're talking about our homes, that are, our infrastructure is, is lumber, our furniture that we sit and sleep on, which is made from trees, the studies that have us up to four in the morning is the cellulose, the ink from the plant as well as the words on the paper. The foods that we eat, the clothes that we wear, they say cotton is the fabric of our lives, right? Cotton don't come from no animal. So everywhere we look inside our reality, everything that we depend on has to deal with this plant. And the important thing is is the ethnobotany. That's what I that's what I introduced to the community, that terminology, that word. Because it's not just herbology, you know, and it's not just ethnicity, but it's really ethnobotany is how our cult and our tradition ties into the plant world. You see what I'm saying? Now, 
when I go back and I think about our mama, Pill, and the studies um, that she's been through in regards to studying with Dr. Savy, one term always really resonated with me, and that was food gene consistency. Now, this was in the 80s. Wasn't nobody talking about no genetics. I mean, you know, it was black power. You know what I mean? When you heard genes, if you weren't thinking about the clothes, you were just thinking about heredity. You know, I got my mama's eyes. I got my daddy's nose. Like, no one really was going deep on genes like that. Now, they were some of the first that was really pushing the whole concept of how the dietary regimen that you choose and you decide has a direct effect not only on you but on your progeny. And the same dietary regimen that your foreparents was on has a direct influence on you, and the only way that you can revert back to your original original uh, phenotype and physiology is to take it back to the traditions prior to the time when your foreparents were eating the things that were not consistent with their genes. So when you have food gene consistency, meaning that you're eating foods that are consistent with your genetics, certain things happen, you know? And how do these things happen? See, that's the question. It's like, yo, okay, so I start eating the right foods. I got my mama had diabetes. She had me. I got diabetes. I'm eating the same diet my mama ate. Okay, I switched my diet up. Okay, now I don't got diabetes. I have a child. They don't have diabetes. What happened? So, like I said, a lot of talk's been going on about genes and genetics, but we never had a talk about DNA. We haven't introduced DNA. Now, I've done shows, you know, I know the legend of years, breaking DNA down, you know what I'm saying? And there's been a few people in the community who've done, who have done it, but as much as the the evolution talk with the hominids, like there's so much focus and information presented to the people on us being monkeys and apes and the lineage that we can trace to monkeys and apes to us, like that was just kind of like flopped on everybody's lap, but no one ever talked about the genes. Like, okay, so when we when we say we have something in common with a chimpanzee, or if we're talking about haploid and we're talking about Y chromosomes and what are we talking about? You see? So I'm like, maybe it would be wise to give the audience, the listeners, the people, the family, the community, the information on DNA so then they can get a better understanding of what else is going on because otherwise you'll just be talking circles around them and if you talk fast and you enunciate all your words and you have great conviction, then you must know what you're talking about. Right? Right, okay. Well, I don't believe in that. So we're going to start with some DNA, okay? Let's start with some DNA, people. All right, first of all, DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid, okay? Deoxyribonucleic acid is a compound word, obviously, that has many parts, okay? Deoxyribose, nucleic acid, okay? Those are the two terminologies that make up that word. So what is deoxyribose? And what is nucleic acid? Let's start with deoxyribose. Okay, now, not too long ago I did a presentation um, called, called the Dark Reactions of the Emerald Tablet where I went in great detail 
in regards to why foods are electric. Because, see, my, my thing is I want to take the, the information of our mama and Sabi and, and actually um, be able to, to elaborate on the terms that was presented to them. So when, when, when the term electric foods comes up, see, I, I want to go more in detail on what electric foods means. So I talked about how the electricity is inside of the plant. I went into that, and I talked about how photosynthesis is broken into two reactions. And you got the, the water oxidizing reaction, meaning that plants are, are have the capacity to split water molecules. They're able to take two H2O molecules and split it into hydrogen atoms and two molecular oxygens that is a gas that gets released in the atmosphere that we use to breathe. Then I talked about the second part of the photosynthesis, which is the dark reactions. Now, if you study dark reactions, you'll see that the, t the name was changed to the Calvin Cycle, you know, because it was named after, you know, somebody named Calvin who, who pretty much rediscovered, you know, this, this particular process. So they renamed it after the individual instead of keeping it dark because they said we can't name it dark reactions because it's photosynthesis. It's still done in the light. Well, the reason why it was called dark reactions was not because it had nothing to do with the light. It was called dark reactions because it had to do with carbon fixation, which is the process where plants take the waste material of the human body, which is carbon dioxide, and what they do is they fixate it, meaning they transmute that gas, they change the phase of that gas into a solid structure, a crystalline structure that you and I know as a sugar. It can turn carbon into galactose, you see? So that's why it's called dark, because it's talking about the darkness. It's talking about the basis of the melanin, okay? So the... the the star of the dark reaction is called is an enzyme called Rubisco that's able to take uh, ribulose biphosphate, combine it with carbon dioxide, and put it through a cycle in order to create this sugar. Well, the common denominator that I kept seeing everywhere I looked in regards to the origins of life, and this ties back to the evolution conference, is a molecule called ribose, which is a sugar. And you find this everywhere. Now, funny thing, ribose wasn't always called ribose. The earliest name for ribose was arabinose. Now, what is arabinose? Arabinose is the name of the dominant sugar that is inside of gum arabic, which I presented at the Evolution Conference when I talked about the acacia, which is the tree that a saw and a set came from. You see? very interesting how everything seems to come together. So ribose is a sugar. It is called a pinto sugar. It is called a pinto sugar because we all know pent means five, like pentagon and pentagram. This sugar has a five carbon chain, so it's called a pentose. Now, the reason why it's called deoxyribose is because ribose has a chemical formula. I just said it has Five carbons, right? Well, it's, when you look at sugars, it's always broken up in CHO, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. C is for carbon. H is for hydrogen. 
O is for oxygen. And in the case of ribose, it's C5H10O5. So that means it has five carbons, and then from those carbons, there are oxygens that are connected to it. Well, if you remove an oxygen, then that means it is deoxygenated. You took the oxygen away, so now it's deoxy. Okay, so now I got deoxyribose because I pulled an oxygen out of the molecule, deoxyribose. And this is necessary because this oxygen that gets pulled out gets exchanged or rather given to, you know, another group, which is a phosphorus group, phosphorus. Okay, when the oxygen is given to phosphorus, you create a negative charge, and now you have a phosphate group, and you have deoxyribose. Now, what we just did is we formulated the strands of DNA. So when you look at that double helix, um, that double helical uh, geometrical molecular structure that you see, it is a twisted staircase with the steps being something called nitrogenous bases, which we will shortly cover, and the strands or the handles or the banisters, the backbone of the staircase, which is the phosphate groups and the deoxyribose, okay? So that's what the deoxyribose is. It is a sugar with an oxygen that gets transferred over to a phosphate group in order to stabilize the structure that we know as DNA. Okay, now, nucleic acid. Okay, what is nucleic acid? Okay, so we have to deal... We have to deal with nitrogenous bases, okay? But first, we have to talk about these particular groups, all right? And these groups consist of a nitrogenous base, this sugar that we just talked about, deoxyribose, okay? And the phosphate group. These three components form something called a nucleotide, all right? Nucleotide. Sugar phosphate group, nitrogenous base, nucleotide. When you put a bunch of nucleotides together, what do you get? You get a nucleic acid, nucleic acid, all right? Let's keep, let's keep pushing on. Now, let's focus on the nitrogenous base because these are what make the steps of the ladder, all right? Nitrogenous bases are complementary base pairs, meaning that they are the, each step represents a complementary pair that has to come together. So if you can imagine your zipper, when you got to zip up your fly, zip up your coat, zip up your bag, it's composed of two sets of teeth and a zipper. Now, if you zip it up, it's closed. If you unzip it, it's open. When you unzip it, it's two sides. It has teeth on the left and teeth on the right so that when you zip it up, those teeth interlock and they end up connecting to keep things closed. Well, when you take one base pair and put it with its complementary base pair, that's like taking the left teeth of your zipper and zipping it to the right teeth of your zipper, and they connect together and they bind together. They bind hydrogen bonds, okay? Now, they, they connect specifically, all right? If you have a Cadillac key, you can't start up a Mercedes-Benz car, okay? You've got to have the correct key. So the, you have adenine, thymine, guanine, and cytosine. Adenine is going to always connect to thymine. Guanine is going to always connect to cytosine. 
Those are the keys for one another. You're not going to see guanine on adenine. You're not going to see cytosine on thymine. It's A-T-C-G every time. That's how they interlock with one another. So when DNA is coiled or rather twisted in the shape that you see, it's zipped up and it's closed. You see what I'm saying? Because the, the, the zipper or the teeth that are connected are inside and the strands of the sugar and the phosphate on the outside protecting it. Okay? So deoxyribose represents the strands. Nucleic acid represents the bases that run down. Okay? Now, it's two strands. Okay? Now, these two strands are actually going in different directions. Okay? You have a leading strand and a lagging strand. You know, you can you can call them anti-parallel because they're parallel, but they're running in opposite directions. And these directions are called three prime and five prime. All right, uh, DNA is always going from a three prime to a five prime direction. Now, what is he talking about? Three prime and five prime? What the hell is going on? All right, now let's go back to this sugar. This ribose sugar that I said is a pentose, meaning that it has five carbons, right? I said that it has oxygens connected to each one of these carbons, except one area where it was exchanged for the phosphate, so that's why it's deoxyribose. Now, that phosphate group that I said is connected to it, they have to connect to the sugar. Now, as you go down the strand, one phosphate is connected to the top of one sugar, and the next phosphate is connected to the bottom of that same sugar. The top phosphate is connected to the five, uh, the five carbon that is on this pentose. Remember, I said the pentose has five carbons. The phosphate group on the top is connected to that fifth carbon on the top. On the bottom, the phosphate group is connected to the third carbon. So that's why they call it 5' prime and 3' prime because they're saying in which the phosphate groups are connected to the sugar that's in that backbone. So one direction is five, or both directions is 5' prime, 3' prime, but one of them is going north and one of them is going south, and that's how they spiral and they move because we live in a universe that spirals. Everything is about spin. You know, so that's the greatest amount of talk. If they were going in the same direction, it wouldn't have the same type of twist. It's the fact that they're going in anti-parallel directions is the reason why it has that torque and that tight spin to it. Okay. So that's, that's deoxyribonucleic acid. That's DNA. So when we talk about genes, what are we talking about? Well, genes are sections of chromosomes, okay? Now, even there, I just leaped. Because what is a chromosome? Okay, X and Ys, right? X and Ys. So we got letters sitting inside our body, right? What is a chromosome? Okay. So we have some amazing molecules inside of our body. And this particular molecule I'm about to talk about are called histones, all right? Now, these, these histones, uh, one brother that I, there's only one brother I know that's really talking about histones right now, and that's my brother, Minister Inky. He's going in on that right now. And these histones are a combination.
combination of different molecules together, and what their role is is to wind up or package DNA. Now, why do you need to package DNA? You need to package DNA because you having hundreds of trillions of cells that make up your body, each one of your cells that has a nucleus, because every cell don't have a nucleus, remember, red blood cells don't have a nucleus, and that constitutes about a third of all your cells, okay? The other two-thirds or the other three-quarters of the cells that are nucleated, meaning they do have a nucleus, mean they have DNA inside. How long is each strand of DNA in each nucleus? Not total, but just each. That would be six feet. Okay, so the average six-foot male or six-foot woman that you might see walking down the street, if you remove one cell and go inside of that one cell's nucleus and extract out of that nucleus of that one cell one strand of their DNA, it will stretch the length of their entire body. However, your body has the capacity to package this six feet of DNA into .06 millimeters so that it can fit inside of each and every one of your cells. Now, if you combine all of this DNA, every six six feet of this DNA, you got enough DNA to go to the sun and back 300 times, back and forth, or matter of fact, let's just take it up a notch. You got enough to go the diameter of the Milky Way. I'm going to say that one more time because, see, the people that are listening I don't know if everybody just got that, so I'm going to repeat it, even though this is being recorded. You got enough DNA inside of your body to span the diameter of the Milky Way galaxy that your solar system resides in. Now, I don't know how much information you might think that is, but there ain't a terabyte that I done seen that can come close to something like that. Now, that's the capacity of information that you have housed inside of your body, and you got to ask yourself, shoot, why am I tripping over bills? Why can't I fly? Why can't I walk through a wall? Why can't I bench press a 1,000 pounds? Like, I should have enough information and material inside me in order to do such a thing. Well, see, this is where the histones come in. This is where the histones come in, because the histones are responsible for packaging your DNA so it fits. But see, not only does it package it, because that just seems like a, just a run-of-the-mill run job, like it's not that important, even though it's taking six feet and packing it inside of a cell that you can't even see with your eyes. That's, that's miraculous enough. But see, what makes it so profound and what makes it so amazing is the fact that the part of the DNA that is not packaged, that is not compacted and tightened up. The part of the DNA that is open is the part of the DNA that can be expressed. And the part of the DNA that can be expressed is the gene. See, when the histones package and coil up the DNA, it turns into something called a solenoid. And anybody who understands electricity you know, or mechanics, they understand that a solenoid is a coiling of a wire in which you're able to induce an electric 
motive force or an energy so that you can power. Every computer that you own has solenoids in it, all right? So your, your, your histones turn your strands of DNA, these crystalline strands of information, right, that, ha- that have charges and energy and channeling power into solenoids. And then these solenoids are compacted further, and then that's when they become these X-like shaped structures that you and I know as chromosomes. So, when we talk about gene expression, okay, you know, when we talk about um, this gene and that gene, and this is the XPYO gene, and this is the SF21 gene, what we're saying is when we look at that chromosome structure, we take a certain section out, and that section reads for particular proteins that denote that particular thing that equates to an expressed gene. So a gene is an active, expressed part that codes for proteins that is in the DNA. And the only way that this thing is going to be expressed is if the histones open it up so that it can be expressed. See, they're they're the regulators. They determine what is expressed and what ain't expressed. So if we're going to talk about what needs to be done, it's not just the health of the DNA, but it's how to go about expressing certain parts of DNA. So when Sabi was talking about food gene consistency, what he was saying was the food you eat determine what the histones express. You see what I'm saying? So when you go back and you eat the foods of your ancestors that came before you, that knew what the hell they were doing because they didn't have no monkey-ass nigga riding their back, they were able to express the harmonious, powerful parts of their genes by ways of these histones. But see, when you eat that bullshit, well, then the histones is going to express the other parts of the genes that deal with pathology and breaking your monkey ass down. You see what I'm saying? So what you want to do is figure out how to go about expressing the proper genes by way of the histones. All right? All right. So let's keep going. Now, when we go back to the adenine, the guanine, the thymine, and the cytosine, that are the four nitrogenous bases that are responsible for DNA. But see, we have another structure called RNA, which is a direct relation to DNA. What is the differences? Well, DNA is double-stranded. RNA is single-stranded. It does not have a double staircase helical structure. It is more like a serpent. It's like a snake. And as opposed to it being adenine, guanine, thymine, and cytosine, it's adenine, guanine, cytosine, and uracil. So thymine, the T, gets transferred with the U, and how that gets done is the removal of a methyl group. Methylation or methyl groups are mechanisms that are added or taken away from molecules in order to activate them. Okay? So thymine and, and, and uracil are direct relation to one another, and what they have, what they, what differentiates them is this removal of methyl groups. Okay, I'm giving all these key terms. Everybody can go home and do their research. All right. So, how does? 
see, this is we're going to start getting into some of the, the 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 ancestors now. How how do we express these genes? See, we have to we have to create RNA because we have to turn words into flesh. See, we have a thought in our mind. Thought in our mind comes. You see what I'm saying? And what's so interesting about thought in the mind is the fact that there's no volume and there's no sound, but yet you can yell in your mind and you can whisper in your mind, but there's no medium for sound to vibrate for you to denote that there is sound, but yet there's something that you hear, and you have to take that thought and you have to formulate flesh, and the flesh you're formulating is in the form of protein that's going to end up either contributing to the structure of your body or it's going to contribute to the signaling processes of your body. You know what I'm saying? It's going to it's going to formulate into the hormones of your body. All right? It's going to do something. So we we have to turn word into flesh and how do we do that? Well, after the histones open up our DNA so that it is exposed. When it gets exposed, there are certain elements that are able to attach called transcription factors. Okay, now this is who I see as Sheshat. Okay, anybody who understands Kemet knows Sheshat. Sheshat is the cohort, wife, sister, you know, um, a mate of Tehuti or Thoth. She stands there with a palm branch in her hand, and she has a pencil in which she's marking on the palm leaf that she has. At the bottom of the palm leaf, is a shin with a frog sitting on it. Shin deals with infinity, millions of years. And the frog sitting on it is interesting because it still has a tail. Now, what does all of this mean? On top of her head, she has a flower sticking up with five petals sticking out. Okay? You know, it might be seven. I think it's seven. I'm sorry. It's seven uh, petals sticking out. And it looks just like a cannabis leaf. And then on top of the cannabis leaf is a little dome that goes on top shoot in one direction that would look like the plume of smoke coming off of the marijuana leaf. But but what but what is she shot? Why am I saying that she represents transcription factors? Well transcription factors, what they do is they go into DNA and see when a gene needs to be expressed for a protein, they determine, okay, where the gene is, which which specific base pairs needs to be copied in order for this protein to be made. Now, we got a long, remember, we got six feet of DNA we're working with, all right? So I got to figure out within this six feet of DNA, and, and remember, six feet of DNA on a microcosmic scale, okay? So six feet on a microcosmic, if you, was, if you was a bacteria, six feet, six feet is like going from here to Africa and back, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a, it's a, it's a, a crazy distance, so... This transcription factor finds a certain part of the gene, and the part of this gene is, is called a promoter. It's called a promoter, and it sits on the promoter, and it determines where on this particular open part of the DNA um, the, the base pairs need to be copied. The gene needs to be expressed. Okay? And, and why do I compare this to Shea Shot? Well, Shea Shot has a palm leaf in her hand, and, and I didn't get a chance to do this at the evolutionary conference, but if y'all go back and look at the footage, you'll see I have on my last slide that I put up, I had a picture of Shea Shot, I had a picture of Tahuti, and I had a picture of He, or Hu, which is one of the eight Kamenu, you know, or the Agdod. All right, and he was sitting in a basket holding two branches in his hand, and I didn't get a chance to go into that. 
You know what I'm saying? But luckily, Brother Polite came up and he did his information at the end because it was a direct um, movement from where I was going to, it was almost an alley-oop, but I never even got a chance to pass the ball. Like, the, the referee came on in and took the ball, and I wasn't even able to pass it like I wanted to. But it's all good, because I'm about to talk about it now. The palm branch represents RNA. It represents a strand, and all those bumps represent base pairs, and her sitting there with that pencil, she's recognizing what part of that, what part of that RNA needs to be transcribed. You see? Now, the reason why the frog is sitting on the shin with a tail, because a frog, remember, frogs are amphibians. Amphibians deals with water and deals with the land. They deal with both. That is equivalent to emulsifiers or amphipathics, which are molecules that deal with hydrophilic and hydrophobic solutions. Hydrophilic solutions deals with water-loving molecules, and hydrophobic solutions deals with water-fearing molecules or oil-based molecules. So when you got a, a amphipathic molecule, you're dealing with something that deals with both, and that's what a frog represents. But not just that, but the fact that a frog that still has its tail is still connected to the tadpole, so it shows a cycle of life or, or, or an energy of everlasting life, a frog going back into its youth. You see, because the expression of genes, when done correctly, enables you to be able to manipulate the telomeres, which are these structures on top of your chromosomes that when your cells are dividing, I mean splitting, multiplying over and over and over again, they start to degenerate. But see, when you have telomerase, which is an enzyme that's able to um, give nutrients, you know, and, and structure and and, and and be able to uh, uh, formulate the, the telomerase in a way, I mean the telomeres in a way so they don't degenerate. They give it power. They give it strength. They keep them from breaking down. Then if your, your telomeres don't break down, then your cells keep multiplying without degeneration, meaning you take a piece of paper, you want to copy it in a copier, and every copy you make is just like the original which we all know when we use a copy machine. If you copy from the copy, copy from that copy, copy from that copy, you go down 100 copies, you got a blank sheet of paper. That's called death. So what you got to do is figure out how that copy machine can copy from the original exactly how it is without degenerating each generation. And that's what telomerase does. So this is what we're talking about when we're looking at this Shea shot. Okay, now, we have another molecule enzyme that is responsible for not only reading the gene code, but also transcribing, meaning copying it and synthesizing an RNA molecule that it itself contains the blueprint of the protein on it. And this is who Tahuti is. And this is called RNA polymerase. So RNA polymerase is responsible for transcribing the DNA in order to make the RNA. So this is why Tehudi and Sheshat have that relationship, you see, because she represents the transcription factor that's responsible for telling Tehudi or the RNA polymerase 
what to transcribe. That's why the two of them are what? They are scribes because they transcribe. You see? And she has the RNA in her hand. Okay. Let's keep moving. Now, DNA is amphipathic because it's suspended in an aqueous medium, but it also has hydrophobic tendencies inside as well. This is how it keeps its structure, else it would dissolve in the water. So this is another reason of the frog uh, energy in there. So the RNA transcribes. So we're going to talk about transcription right now because in the dogma (laughs) of, of gene expression or the synthesis of proteins, we have to go through transcription, translation. All right, and then protein synthesis. Now, transcription deals with what we just what I just talked about, transcribing. Sheshat dictates what areas to go. Tahuti gets on the DNA and it has the correct mechanisms to unwind your DNA. So like I talked about DNA being a zipper, it unzips the DNA. Okay, as it unzips the DNA, guess what? Base pairs are exposed. The same way you unzip your zipper, the teeth are exposed. But if you can envision for a moment the teeth of your zipper being complementary base pairs that are now exposed, right? That means that if I had if I had me a bucket of base pairs, I could add a base pair on each exposed side of that zipper. You see, and make a whole nother strand. So that's what it does. It unzips the DNA, the strand that it needs to copy from, it exposes, and then it pulls nitrogenous bases that are in the nucleus, okay, and connects those nitrogenous bases to that particular strand. It's complementary. So just because... It's not there yet. It has the complement. You see? It has the complement. So it has the lock. It knows which key to grab. So as it starts connecting all these base pairs to this exposed part of the zipper, then what happens is the RNA starts to eject from it a strand that it formulated, that it copied from this exposed DNA. And this 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 molecule that it made, this strand, is the RNA, and this RNA contains a collection of base pairs that will end up being translated into a protein. It's a specific part. Okay, if you have to do a presentation and you're cross-referencing 20 books, you can't go up there and read 20 books verbatim. You got to pull gist out of it and use that the meat and potatoes, and then be able to make your presentation right. So this is what the, the, the gene expression is all about. It's all about pulling out what is necessary. So as the RNA starts to transcribe and create, I mean, as the, the RNA polymerase, polymerase, let me, let, me, let me back up for a minute because I'm using this word, RNA polymerase. We know what RNA is now. What does polymerase mean? What does poly mean? Let's break polymerase out. Polymerase. Anything that ends in A-S-E, denotes an enzyme. When I said telomerase earlier, that means it's an enzyme. Polymerase is an enzyme. The reason why it's called polymer, like polymer, is because poly means more than three. Mono is one, di is two, poly is three or more. A polymer means that it is a group of molecules 
and it's three or more three or more of the molecules bounded together. You know, and DNA represents a polymer because it's a nucleic acid where it's many groups of molecules combined. So it's RNA polymerase, an enzyme for the polymer RNA. Now, as it transcribes and this RNA gets created, this blueprint, okay, once it gets made, it has to go through three processes before it's done, all right? Now, I said that Sheshat, the transcription factors, connect to the promoter, all right? Now, you have the promoter and you have the terminator, and it's broken into three parts called initiation, elongation, termination. Initiation is Shea Shot coming to the promoter area, dictating where the RNA polymerase is going to combine in order to synthesize this RNA protein. Elongation is when Tahuti or the RNA polymerase starts scribing. Termination is when it in, hits the terminator, which is the end of the script. So it, it's a punctuation. It's a period, an exclamation point, question mark. I don't know, semicolon. It's it's the end, and that's when the RNA is ejected. Now, when the RNA is ejected, it's not finished yet. It has to get proofread. You know, when you write yourself a story, you can't just publish that story. You got to proofread it. You got to make sure that you you, plural, you know you you pluralize all the words correctly. Things are capital. You know what I mean? I before e. You got your semicolons, your hyphens. You know. You got to make sure everything is in order. Now, the editing or the proofreading of RNA goes like this. The RNA has two parts, introns and exons, okay? Introns are the part of the RNA that are not necessary for the synthesis of the protein. So they get cut out, and this is called splicing, okay? You got something called spliceosomes that come out and they splice the introns out. Once they splice the introns out, what is left is the exons, and the exons get spliced together. And this becomes the final um, RNA molecule that you're going to use in order to make the protein. Now, this is what I was talking about in regards to the whole combination with the chimpanzees, because the chimpanzee, when they, when they say we got all this connection with the chimpanzees, they're talking about introns and exons. They're talking about the whole gene. They're not talking about the fact that you got to cut the introns out, which which really is about um, um, 90, uh, 85 to 90% of the gene gets cut away. So all all that intron information, all that genetic information that they use to calculate our connection with chimpanzees gets cut out. So when we actually synthesize proteins, it's just the exons, which is a smaller amount. So that changes that percentile of our relationship with these monkeys. And if you do the research, you'll see we used to be 99%, and then it was 94%, and then it was 88%, and now it's in the 70s. Oh, it keeps dropping down because we are different than the ape. All right. So now that this is made, another action has to take place inside. This is all happening inside the nucleus of your cell. They got to slap on a, a, a cap called a, a methyl cap, like we were talking about the methyl earlier. Um, I actually, my mistake is called a, <laughs> a, a G cap, which is, is the guanosine which is the, the part of the DNA that denotes guanine, you know, 
adenine, thymine, guanine, cytosine. Remember, we went through those four. Well, that guanine can form into a, a molecule called guanosine, and it gets used as a cap that they put on the head of this serpent because RNA is like a snake. So on the head, on the front of this RNA, they put a head. And then on the back, they put something called a poly-A tail, which is a combination of a bunch of adenines they put at the end, all right? And that's the tail of the snake. And this is to get, this is so that the RNA can navigate itself properly out of the nucleus through the nuclear pore back into the cytoplasm of the cell where the protein synthesis is going to take place. So this is, this see, when you look at the walls of Kemet and you see all these serpents with three heads and wings, and different shapes, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about different phases of the DNA and the proteins, you see. This is what they're talking about. So as the um, RNA exits out of the nuclear pore and it enters inside of the cytoplasm, now we're going to get into the interesting part. We're going to get into how the word is now turning in the flesh. Okay. Now, when we look at the RNA, the RNA, as I keep saying, I'm going to say it again and again, it has a strand, which is phosphate and sugar, deoxyribose, not deoxyribose, but ribose with a phosphate, right? And then you have the bases on there, but they're only half of the step. Remember, it's not double-stranded. It's single-stranded. It's not your zipper zip up. It's your zipper unzipped, one side of your zipper with the teeth, okay? Each tooth of that zipper that's exposed represents an adenine, a guanine, a cytosine, and thymine, but they don't go in that order. They're all mixed up, okay? So you might have and remember, thymine is not there. It's uracil. So you might have uracil, uracil, uracil. You might have adenine, adenine, adenine. You might have guanine, adenine, uracil. You might have cytosine, guanine, uracil, right? Or instead of just saying that, you might have A-U-G, G-U-U, C-C-U, A-U-C, okay? Now, they get grouped into threes, and these are called triplet codons because triplet means three, and we all know what a codon is. It denotes a code. So there's a code within inside of these three. Every three base pairs denotes a code. So an AUC and a, and a GCU and a CCU and an AAC, all those denote different codes. All right. So as this snake gets into the cytoplasm, a mechanism comes out of nowhere, and it's called a ribosome. Here goes that ribose again. So we got Rubisco, as I mentioned earlier. We had ribulose biphosphate, right? We got deoxyribose. We got ribose. We got ribosome. And we want to wonder why they say that Eve was made from the rib of Adam. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm bringing that back. I'm going to bring that back. And you wonder why they say that Eve was formulated from the rib of Adam, you see, because the woman represents the flesh. She's the material world. That's why we are birthed through her. 
and the atum. You hear what I'm saying? The atum, the rib, the ribosome is where the flesh comes from. So it ain't a matter of man versus woman. I'm trying to say man's better or nothing like that. No, man, we are complementary pairs. Adenine and thymine, you know what I'm saying? We complement one another in order to make this thing work. But we have to understand that there's a deeper meaning to everything we are reading, and we have to go beyond the surface level. All right. So the ribosome comes out, and it's, it, it's broken up into two parts. You have a small ribosomal subunit, and you have a large ribosomal subunit. The small ribosomal subunit comes along, and it anchors to the RNA, or rather the RNA anchors to that ribosome, and it sits in there, locks in place. Okay, you have another molecule, another form of RNA that appears, and it is called tRNA or transfer RNA. And this transfer RNA has two ends to it. It has a head and a tail, okay? Its head has an amino acid. Its tail has a triplet codon, all right? What is an amino acid, people? Amino acids are the building blocks of the proteins, are they not? In order for us to make proteins, we have to put beads on a string, all right? And as you put beads on a string, you change the structure of the string, and it's a three-dimensional construct, and then it becomes a protein. It has a specified function. Well, these tRNA carry amino acids with them. This is why I tell people who wonder how on a vegan diet they can keep their weight or have muscle mass. See, you have to get protein out your mind. It ain't about you ingesting protein, brother. Sister, it's about you getting amino acids because the digestive process is about you breaking things down. It's a catabolic reaction of you breaking things down to extract and assimilate the energy that's inside of it. So if you eat a protein, you're not going to take that protein and put that protein anywhere in your body. No. You can't digest no protein. Protein can't make its way through the walls of the microvilla that's inside of your duodenum in your small intestines. That ain't happening. No. See, the trypsin and the chymotrypsin that is secreted from your pancreas, okay, is designed to break proteins down into peptides. You got something called peptidases, too, that break down peptides into amino acids, and then those are the mechanisms that get absorbed in your body, you see, that ends up formulating the proteins of your muscles, the actin and the myosin, that create this interlocking network so that it can build and contract by the influx of calcium ions. This is how that happens. All right, so let's go back to the tRNA. So the tRNA got two got a head and a tail, okay? The head has an amino acid, the tail has a triplet codon. And guess what? This triplet codon will be a complementary pair to the triplet codon that's on the RNA that's sitting on the ribosome. So it comes over and it sits, it takes that, that triplet codon and it's it's complementary. It sits it on the complementary base pair. So if it's a if it's a ACC codon on this tRNA, right, then it's going to look for a UGG codon on the RNA. And if it's a CCU codon on the tRNA, then it's going to code for a GAA codon on the RNA. So it will come and they interlock, they connect, they bind, boom, power, 
okay? I'm, I'm standing on my square, firm and in my space. Once that happens, the large ribosome, ribosomal subunit comes and it locks on, bam, connects. Now, the large ribosomal subunit has different parts to it. It has three sections inside the E side, the P side, the E, the e site, the P site, and the A site, EPA. E site, P site, A site, and there's a tunnel at the top in which the protein will end up exiting as it grows and it matures. Now, it lands in the P site of this particular ribosomal substructure, uh, large ribosomal subunit, which is the middle. So I want you to envision a room, a room that ha that's broken up into three parts, and there's a door. There's a wall that, that dif differentiates the three parts, and there's a door in each wall, so you can walk from one section to the next section to the next section. So as the, TNR, T, the, the tRNA comes down and it interlocks with that RNA, it does so in the P site, which is the middle room. The amino acid is at the top. Now what ends up happening is another tRNA comes, and as it comes down, it lands in the A site, which is a room right adjacent to that middle room, right next door. And guess what happens when it connects to its particular base pairs? The amino acids that it has connects to the amino acid of the other tRNA that bound in that P site. So now you've got like a linkage. You have a bond, a bond between two amino acids. You have a peptide, okay? So then what happens is the ribosome slides down three codons on the RNA. It slides down, bink, bink, bink. And what happens is those particular tRNAs, they slide over one space from one, one from the P site goes to the A site, the one from the A site goes to the P site. So that's like you being in the middle room going into the left room and the one in the farthest right ends up now going in the middle room. So now there's space in that far right room again for another tRNA to come down. And now it comes down and it connects to the RNA. And then the amino acid at the top binds to another amino acid. Now you've got three amino acids in a string, all right? And guess what? The ribosome starts to slide over. Bink, bink, bink. So now, because you have these three beads connected, right, that first tRNA that first came, you know, it was in the east side. There ain't nowhere for it to go. So it detaches from the amino acid. It detaches from the base pairs, and it exits out of the east site. So now that there's space, so as the ribosome slide, that one that's in the P site can move to the E site. That's in the A site can move to the P site. And now there's space for another tRNA to come down into the A site, you see? And then it slides down some more. And then the P site goes to the E site. And the A site goes to the P site. And one exits out. And as this happens, a chain starts to grow. A bead starts to grow. A necklace starts to grow. A peptide starts to grow. A protease is formed. A protein is formed. You see, and flesh is formed. So why am I saying that 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 word becomes flesh? Because we're talking about triplet codons that denote letters. When you put letters together, you got words. So triplet codons are words. As you put words together, sentences, paragraphs, and somewhere along the line, I went from words to a protein. And this protein creates structure in our body. I was wondering. What was that? What was that? 
KG. And just so everybody know, I ain't looking at no, I'm not looking at no uh, uh, keynote, all right? I don't got no PowerPoint in front of me. Uh, no. You know what I'm saying? Does my family sleep? You know, my, my my baby girl is knocked out. You know, my wife probably sleep by now, too. I'm, I'm in a bathroom <laughs> looking at the four walls right now so I could I could go in hard. But, um, yeah, man, that's word to flesh. That is word to flesh, people, and we do it every day. Now, as I say it, it, it goes in slow motion, but in your body, we're talking about nanoseconds. We're talking about millions and millions of, of proteins are being made instantaneously almost, like just popping out of nowhere because this process is taking place. You see what I'm saying now? The adenine, the guanine, the cytosine, the thymine, the yod, the he, the vo, the he. This is the 44, all right? That's what this, that's what that, that number represents, that, that codon, that, that infinite combination of the four that's able to give you the reality you got. Because every organism on the planet got DNA, which means every organism on the planet got ribose, which means every organism on the planet uses ribose in order to create. So ribose is what we need to be looking at. It's the rib, okay? It's that rib, son, the rib. We've been looking at it the whole time. Now, when we go into the Congo... And, and I want to I want to be clear when I start this. This ain't the first time I'm talking about the Congo Cross, the Yawa Cross, the Kikongo Cross. I've been talking about this for years on Know the Ledge. You know, I introduced it maybe about three years ago, almost four or something like that. We went on it a few times. If you go on my previous shows, I've been on. You'll see I talked about it before. So it ain't a matter of me going off what other people are talking about. This is me just reiterating some information as it is in relation to the topic at hand right now. Now, when you look you at the, the Yawa Cross, I'll say that again. Do you remember the name of the episode? Uh, it was a few of them, man. Um, There's a few of them. There's a few of them. We'll, we'll have to post that later. I can't think off the top right now, but I got yeah, it okay. there. If anybody want to holler at me, I'll find it. I'll send it to them personally. That ain't nothing. So yeah. the when you look at the Yawa Cross, Kikongo Cross, Congo Cross, this is, the, this is synonymous with the swastika, the sun symbol, the symbol of Mu, um, um, the four faces um, in the, the, the wheel of Ezekiel, the man, you know, the bull, uh, the lion, and uh, the eagle, okay? These, these all, the yod he vohe, these four, they all represent the same thing, the adenine, the guanine, the cytosine, the thymine, and the four sons of Heru. The four sons of Heru, okay? Kobinasev, uh, Duamatef, um, I'm Seti and Happy, all right? They, they, they're all related, these four, because they all represent cardinal directions that are not, not just fixed points, but they rotate around an axis. So when we look at the Congo cross in particular, okay, the first thing you got to do is you have to draw an, a, a horizon or a horizontal axis that we're going to call Kalunga. Kalunga is the waters. All right? It is the waters that splits the world of the living from the world of the non-living 
or the world of the flesh with the world of the spirit. Okay? Now, take another axis and drop it right down in the center vertically. So now you got an X and a Y axis. Okay? Now, this now makes a cross. Okay? Matter of fact, I don't know if we did a... Um, a Kingsman, if we did a Kingsman Secret Service, I don't know if we did a Kingsman show or not. If we did a Kingsman show, I know I talked about it because that's what the movie's all about. It's about the Congo Cross. No, nah, um, we were supposed to do that. We were supposed to do the visual, but... We never we never got down. I know I talked yeah. about it somewhere on one of the shows, but... Yes, we did. All right. It. So we got a cross. So if, if it, to, 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 to make it um, where you, everybody listening can visualize where I'm coming from, we're looking at this cross, this thing north, south, east, west, so you can understand the orientation um, of these energies that I'm about to talk about. When you look at the east point of the cross, that is called Kala. Kala is also representative of Kepara, all right, which represents that red sun that infrared sun that rises early in the morning that we solar gaze at and get our charge, it represents birth. It represents being born. It's the, big, it's, it's the red blood cell. It's that vitality of life coming into existence. Okay? If you look at the north orientation of that cross, you're going to have Tukula or Ra, which represents the... Um, matured uh, power, the energy, the adolescent, you know, the young man, you know, 17 to 25, you know, pure vigor, energy, ready for war, taking heads, you know, that's the Ra Tukula energy, all right? If you go to the west corridor of this cross, you're talking about Luvimba, Luvimba or Atum, which represents the old man. Or the or fall a tomb, you know. If we're talking about seasons, and I go back, Colin Kepara is spring, Tukula and Ra is summer, November a tomb is autumn, which we're in right now, okay? Which represents the descent from flesh back into the spiritual world, all right? And then if we're thinking of the south orientation, we're thinking of Musoni or a moon, the hidden one, who is in the spiritual world, or the duat, the underworld. All right? Now, it's not fixated. It spins. It turns. You see what I'm saying? It spins in the direction of Kala, Tukula, Lovimba, Musoni. And if you look at all of the, um, the symbols of antiquity with these crosses, you see them spinning because they're crossed and they have lines, just like the, 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 the sun symbol that is mistaken for the swastika has a line coming from it. If you go back to, um, matter of fact, it might, be, it might be as far back as the Avengers. Actually, you go back to the first Avengers decoded, we did Hollywood uh, decoded 4.4 because the cube that, that um, Ra or, <laughs> or Dick Fury had in the, in the case when he opened it, it was a square, and from the square it had these four cables coming from it. And I, and I had the picture up, you know, as a slideshow when people were watching on the computer. Um, but you could pull it up, you know, online to see what I'm talking about. That briefcase holding that cube, the cube of thought from the first Avengers that is shaped just like it. And those lines that are coming from it that are going 
um, um, horizontal to that vertical line represents the direction that the cross is turning. It is moving, just like Aleph, you know, in in the in the Hebrew represents the primordial force for, uh, force of the ox, the ox that spinning spiral vortex energy. All right. So this is what we're talking about when when we when we cover the 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 Ezekiel's wheel. Because the Ezekiel's wheel, when they talk about the man, the eagle, you know, the bull, um, the man, the eagle, the bull, and the lion, you're talking about Aquarius, all right? You're talking about Leo, you're talking about Scorpio, and you're talking about Taurus. You're talking about the grand cardinal cross that spins above our head. Because every night, if you go outside and you look at the stars and you put a camera out there and record for months and time-lapse, you will see that the universe in the sky looks like a record disc with Polaris or, or Draco now, right, <laughs> being in the center and everything spinning around it. And this is why the four sons of Heru get equated to Kapesh. Kapesh is the ox leg. So once again, remember, it's talked about the Hebrew with the, with the Aleph being the ox and the primordial spiraling motion. The four sons of Heru represents the thigh of the ox leg in the sky, Kapesh, which you know and I know as the Big Dipper, you know, or the Big Bear, the Ursa, okay? Each one of that four, four stars of that bucket represents one of the sons of Heru. And why is that so important? Because the Kapesh, when you look at the handle of the Big Dipper, or rather the foot of the ox leg, it has a straight line to the um, the center star, you know, our, the, the star that 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 is our circs that all the stars circumambulate uh, around. You see what I'm saying? Just like the Kaaba when 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 the brothers go on Hajj, and when you get that shape of square with that line coming from it, then what you have then when you look at north orientation of that Big Dipper, east orientation, west and south, and you put them all in line with one another around one point, you end up having that same sun symbol slash swastika slash symbol of Mu slash Yahweh cross. And that represents, like I said, that primordial motion of spiraling movement, the vortexian energy, that helical formation like that's ingrained inside of our DNA. So when you look at the four sons of Heru, they all represent parts of the body. You got the liver, you got the intestines, you got the lungs, and you got the stomach. Now, why do they represent those parts of the body? Now, we know they had canoptic jaws, so of course on the surface it's like, oh, the canoptic jaws, that's the parts of the organs, you know, that they put them in, but it's not just that. It's talking about the importance of these organs in your body, the breath, the breathing, dealing with you, being able to encapsulate the oxygen that's inherent in the atmosphere and breathing it inside of your body because your respiratory system is a tree. When I was talking about plants earlier, it's funny because trees give us oxygen and we give trees carbon dioxide. We've got a reciprocal relationship with the tree. But when we breathe, we breathe the gas into a tree because our trachea is the trunk and our bronchial, our bronchial tubes are thick branches and our bronchial tubes are thinner branches and our alveoli are fruit. 
people. You got trees in your chest. And this tree is what is able to take in all of this gas that is in this atmosphere, and it's able to pull it inside of the bronchioles, which are studded with fruit called avioli, which are great like sacks. Okay, I'll take it to the Bible again. This is that whole uh, uh, wedding of, of Cana and Galilee when, when the water got turned into wine. You turn water into wine every time you respire because you're taking the vaporous gas, oxygen, vapor, hydrogen, oxygen, vapor in the atmosphere, and as you breathe it in, that watery energy, you convert it into blood. It gets transferred into your blood. Your blood absorbs that oxygen, and through the four hemigroups, once again, these are the adenine, guanine, cytosine, uh, thymine. This is the Tacula Kalamusoni Luvimba. This is the Amseti, Duamatif, Corbinicef, and Happy. This is the man, the, the bull, the lion, and the eagle, okay? The four protein groups that make up the hemoglobin molecule. That spin, that have an iron at its core, that spins, that then attracts to it the oxygen and permeates it throughout all your goddamn body so that you have fire and you stay 98.6 degrees. You got this energy to liberate the foods that you are eating. So that's the lungs, okay? Now, why are they talking about the stomach? They're talking about the stomach because the stomach represents that part of the body that ends up dealing with the alkaline and acid exchange, you see? And, and, and I always talk about Pepsi because a lot of people don't know why Pepsi, how Pepsi got its name. Pepsi got its name because of an enzyme that is in your stomach called pepsin because they used to make Pepsi from caltripe, Cola nuts and a hormone called pepsin. This is how they made Pepsi. This is why the Pepsi symbol is a stomach. If anybody was always wondering, what is the Pepsi symbol? Y'all thought it was a yin yang. No, it's not a yin yang. The swirling yin yang that you see is red and blue because the red represents the acidity, the blue represents the alkalinity, and the negative space in between the two swirls represents the stomach in which this process occurs in. You see? And this is the mediator between you consuming food and it descending into your system to be catabolized and the energy extracted. Um, the, the stomach is the mediator between it entering and in the, the actual assimilation taking place. All right? Now, the, intent, the liver, the liver is a beast. The liver got more jobs than anybody. It's what turns all the toxins you know what I'm saying, into positive uh, molecules or rather beneficial molecules that your body can use, you see? And your intestines is a site where the extraction takes place. Intestines is a site where blood is at. So, see, these four mechanisms are very, very important. Now, these are the jobs of these organs when we are in the state of survival and shock. I wonder what my liver does when I don't got a monkey on my back. I wonder what my lungs will do when I'm not worried about what a cracker do. I wonder what my stomach does when I'm not dropping ribs and shit in there. And I wonder what my intestines are for when I'm not gooking it up with a bunch of garbage. I wonder. See, because when we were doing the right thing and living in our proper environment, with our proper thoughts, I know our organs was meant for a little bit more because all the energy that's invested in eating, we waste a lot of that energy eating drugs, 
cravings, bullshit, see? But see, if we were eating the foods we were supposed to be eating, then we won't be as hungry. So if we're not as hungry, we're not eating as much. So if we're not eating as much, then what is my stomach doing? What is my what is my liver doing? What is my intestines doing? Hmm, I wonder. See, because it's funny, sometimes you might see a homeless brother sitting on the street, and he's sitting on an object, and that object is a seat for him to sit on. But once he goes to sleep and he lays down on the street, and you look at the object he's sitting on, he might be sitting on a boombox. That boombox was not created to be a seat. Though it can function that way, doesn't mean that's what it was designed to do. So when I get that boombox and plug it in, I find out that it's been designed to play music. Oh, so I wonder what my organs are for, because they are called organs, aren't they? Yeah, I find it very interesting that when I sit in the quiet, a lot of my organs make a lot of noise, and I wonder what type of sounds my organs really can make, you see. (laughs) <laughs> because we live in a universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I say all that to say, I say all that to say that the mechanisms that we are dealing with inside of our body are a little bit beyond our current um understanding of them, and we need to dig deeper. We need to close our eyes and breathe and allow the information to come to us because we have the capacity to pick the information up because it's all around us and it's all in us. Like I said, DNA, your DNA is long enough to go the width of the Milky Way galaxy that we reside in. Now, I named this serious dogma, and I talked about Kemet, you know, and I talked about dogma. I got into some of the things that are in the Bible. So what about the Dogon? What about the Dogon? Well, the, the Dogon talked about the Nomos. And the Nomos was four sets of twins. You see? And the same way that the Ogdog was four sets of twins, see, it goes back to these histones. And the, and the Nomos, remember, their job was what? To regulate and express what humanity would represent, what what we are, what we come from. Everything we are is based upon what the nobles expressed. And that's what histones do, you see? So, see, when you have a better understanding of who you are and how your body functions and how it works, then when you look to your ancestors and they're giving you allegory, you can draw greater conclusions because of the relationships that you see between them. Now, they also say that the universe was born out of a grain called Digitaria, also known as Fonio. And the most interesting part about that is the fact that Greenleaf Herbal Solutions has that grain to provide to you the same way Savi was introduced Introduce quinoa to the masses. Now we're going to be able to introduce the grain of the universe to the people known as Fonio. 
So anybody who's coming out to the STEAM conference in a few weeks, you're going to be able to see KT the Arch Degree in rare form, and you're going to be able to partake in the new line of the Greenleaf products that y'all are going to lose your minds when you see. So with that, I have to say, I don't know if there's any hands up. I don't know if there's any comments that y'all have to say, but I'm going to I'm going to provide a window for that. Yeah. First and foremost, you get your obligatory bombs. I want to hear you finish going in with the no mokes, brother. Tell me more about these four set of twins. Give like, elaborate. Give us that no more narrative. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got, I got, a, I got a presentation, man, ready to go um, on the twenty first for the people. So I definitely wanted to whet everybody's appetite tonight so that they can kind of go over my points and other, the other presentations I've been doing to prepare so that when I go in, everybody can ride with me, you know, because I'm, 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 coming, I'm coming with some heat. I'm coming with some fire. No doubt. We don't expect anything less of you, my brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know I got to come with it, man. I got to come with it. I got the sets of twins with me, son, you know. <laughs> Brother, this your phenomenal presentation, you know, not only have you succeeded in showing me for the first time in my life a 3D model of how the most intricate life functions take place in the body, you know, which gives me, because when doing fitness, you know, they tell you that the most important thing is the visualization aspect. If you can picture your muscles actually contracting and um, gorging themselves with blood and growing, you can talk to your muscles. You can visually grow your muscles. You know, if you don't have that visual component locked down, then it's not really going to serve you any justice. Case in point, if even you see the uh, proliferation of schoolyard gymnastics or calisthenics, for that matter, that was championed, by uh, the bartenders and the the brother Hannibal, you know what I'm saying? His videos are kind of like what took off. They have entire leagues now dedicated to this art form out in Europe. And a lot of the students, you know, they simply accredited to saying, look, I was watching this on YouTube, and the visualization aspect, the fact that they saw these melanated beings doing this, they were able to carbon copy that. You feel me? That's it. And replicate it. You know, I'm sure that there was some ribosome activity involved in all of that. So now you're giving me, you know, the step-by-step intricate details of how DNA works, which now gives me the ability to manipulate and write code how I see fit because I'm seeing it as code. And I guess, you know, for me, I'm semi, you know, I'm semi-cheating because, I got a seven-hour presentation still for the Law 44. It's probably up to, like, nine hours now. 
this would be like, you know what I'm saying? Because I got like you got six hundred slides. You could take uh, <laughs> you could take one slide and write a book on one slide. So the chapter that I have dedicated to DNA replication and transcription, like you said, you just tied in so many things for me. You know what I mean? Where this is, you know, it's it's this is collegiate level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm honored, like I said earlier, that the youth are coming behind what it is that we have, you know, made way for and, and paved the way. And now, you know, this information, like, even if it doesn't connect with somebody sitting on this phone listening, somebody within my generation or age group or what have you, I know that the babies are going to be able to appreciate this plate. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you just explained in detail the entire process of how DNA and RNA conjointly work together because it wasn't made that clear to me in school. Oh, they said, my. It was confusing. They said, that's junk DNA. Like, hmm? I said, that was confusing to me. I was good in biology as well, but, you know, that whole process, you know, I got stuck a lot as well because it just, they just don't do a good job telling no. you the story. You know what I'm saying? They do, not, they do not do a good job at all, you know, for it to be so important. And, um, family, we want you to understand that they just uncovered or, you know, re-quote-unquote discovered this information to lay it out in their terminology in the 50s. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't think they've been sitting with DNA information since the 1800s or they had it since the 1500s. No, this was since the 1950s. Yep. And, it wasn't, and it wasn't Francis Crick and, and Watson either. That's that's a lie. They they did, they not the ones that did it. Um, the one that actually did it was this was a woman named uh, Rosalind Franklin. And if y'all go back and listen to my uh, when we were talking about the um, the X Men first first class uh, right. when that came out, and I was breaking down the X and X Men. The X and X Men is the first image um, that that scientists uh, provided. Um, that they agreed that was DNA. She's the one that ended up doing the X-ray that found that X, and because of the perspective in which they were looking at the DNA, Francis Crick and them was able to uh, determine the helical structure. But that was based on notes from her. But, see, she was so busy getting beamed with um, with X-ray radiation from trying to get this image that she got cancer. And she she was sick, and she ended up dying. So they got they got the credit, you know, as you know what is, what, what is it called when when folks uh, get get first place because the real first place cat wasn't made it that got disqualified. I, f- I forget what it's called that term, but you know it's they dealing basis, yeah, yeah they 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 got it on the side. They ain't got it because they deserved it. They got it because they were just next in line, and she did right, all by the work. Default, right. Yeah, by default. There you go. See, I go through all all that deep stuff, and in the simplest words, I be having brain farts. Y'all got to forgive me. <laughs> yeah, right. they got it by default, son. You know what I mean? Because of her. So y'all can look her up, Rosalind Franklin. And even with her, who knows who she was studying with, studying under, in order to get the information she got. You know, but... um. Yeah. 
Because yeah, even going back to that X, that is the uh, the X Men logo. Remember, I showed you in the presentation. That's also the Phoenician letter for Tau, Tau, which is the twenty second right. letter in Hebrew, which is the cross. You know what I'm saying? And Phoenician is the cross. So you know, yeah, man. All of this is is, is together. Shout out to the family. It's eleven eleven. If you want to take a moment yourself and. Just get into your own mental meditation. I will tell you that the Powerball is $144 million tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's on November the 4th, so I ain't got to tell you twice, you know, that you should be tapping in and, and pulling those numbers, you know, out of, out, of, out of thin air. You know what I'm saying? Like the brother said, it's just a transcription. The numbers are just like the words, so... There's, there's definitely a, um, an algorithm yeah. that a lot of. Hey, excuse your mind, accelerate it into the future, see them numbers, bring it back, play them, and get a family a percentage. You heard? There you go. So we're going to have the Omni Pad Me Home uploaded, hopefully uh, by Friday's episode. Friday's episode is a very special one. You know, it's one that... Uh, take great honor to do that we're going to be allowing our sister I Empress Sekhmet an opportunity to tell her story here on Older Ledge Radio. If the family's not familiar with the sister, she's a sister that was um, kidnapped in Atlanta, in Georgia, you know what I'm saying, by the policy and forces for her expressing herself on the Internet, on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And speaking her mind. Yep, I know so, you're talking about. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We'll, we'll definitely go more into detail, you know, on Friday, you know what I'm saying, when the sister makes her appearance. But in the meantime, in between time, um, Red, is there any hands up in the call queue? Yes, sir. brother. We have one hand up. All right, I'm family, open if you're up out up. there, yes, sir. if you're listening and you have any questions pertaining to tonight's presentation, you know what I'm saying, if the brother left anything out that you want him to fill in in regards to, you know, quote-unquote blanks, just to tie out what's being said into some tangible information for yourself, feel free to call in, you know what I'm saying, is this about diet? Is this about you activating your DNA? Is it about you, you know, understanding the relationship to your cultural comedic iconography and actually how the, um, you know, the biology of your body actually works? You understand? Feel free to call yes, in. Yes. Every answer is qualified one. All right, so I we appreciate it. Start going up. Indeed, please, uh, you know, open up the first line and let us proceed. All right, call it from the two five six three three seven peace. Peace, peace. Uh, first of all, before I begin, you know, I want to get permission from the elders to speak. Permission granted. All right, all right, all right. Shout out to the. Young God and on his born day, baby brother. Uh, KPR, yeah, peace to you, my brother. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Thank you, thank you, brother. 
man. Success and more success for, for sure. Um, yeah, I've just been, you know, doing a lot of, uh, you know, future stepping, you know, for for a lot of power moves. You know, I uh, I guess just to name a few, um, you know, I uh, was able to get in touch with, um, you know, somebody, in, which I build, you know, with, with, with me growing them off the line. But I just want to thank you for, you know, taking the time out to come and share this powerful information for the people. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I wanted to ask you, though, um, on the uh, DNA thing, I've been noticing here lately, you know, as yourself, Mama Pill, uh, Red and Blue, and uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Sabi as well. Uh, but it's one thing I haven't heard nobody go in on yet, though. And that's the condition of you know, uh, and I and I know it's probably like just like ABCs one two three the Q, but I still you know want to ask because I you know without the within the, almost you know the end of the whole year I haven't heard nobody go in, but could you expound on you know maybe like the basics of what a person can do to condition you know food wise the heart and what is congestive heart failure? Oh wow, very very good, very very good question. So yeah, getting into uh getting into the heart, we're getting into a whole a whole other side of it cuz you're getting into the cardiovascular, but we're going to, you know, I still can uh, go in that direction for you. Now, congestive uh-huh. heart failure, I mean, you hear you hear all of us talk about it. Um, you know, we might not we not we might not end up using the the same terminology. We might talk more about the process all right now, mm-hmm. check this out. Your your cardiovascular system is sixty thousand miles long. Did you know that? You know when you talked on the one footage, I heard you say that though. Yep, I heard Six, you say 60, that. Sixty thousand miles, meaning your your blood vessels can wrap around the earth two and a half times. Okay, mm-hmm. now what that means is the contents of the the fluid medium that's getting pumped has has to be of a certain viscosity. Viscosity, viscous, meaning the density of the fluid, all right? Um, Water, uh, honey, um, um, uh, oil, you know, molasses, they all have different viscosities, different flow rates because of the density of the fluid it is. Now, your blood has a specific viscosity that the heart, all right, and your arteries and the valves of your veins are able to contribute in the flowing of that fluid at a certain speed, all right? Now, all right. Mm-hmm. if you're eating a bunch of toxins, right, impurities that mm-hmm. coagulate the blood, if you're eating a bunch of sugar and the insulin isn't getting, uh, isn't able to register with the membranes of the, the cells that are receiving the sugar, if that's not functioning, so the sugar can't get in the cell, meaning it stays in the blood, so now you got sugar that's in a 98.6 degrees 6 degree medium okay if you had 98.6 degree setting on your stove and you put water in a pot and poured sugar in that water you would have a syrup that's right mm-hmm. okay so and if you're eating a bunch of a bunch of things in which for some reason you have large proteins and other objects and 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 inorganic substances floating around in your blood then you change the viscosity of the blood. If you change the viscosity of the blood, 
then that causes the heart to pump more vigorously because it has to pump out a different viscous fluid now. Okay, so if I threw you in a pool of water and told you to swim a lap and you knew how to swim, you could swim. But if I filled that bad boy up with some oil and told you to swim that same lap, it might be a little bit more <laughs> difficult because the, the medium has changed. So you're telling people are telling their heart to swim a lap, the same lap that they would swim in water in jelly. You see, wow. which, which then prevents the heart from properly pumping the blood. Man, okay, I, now, I say, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't include the calcification of the valves of the heart that can take place, which then either keeps valves open or keeps valves shut, so you have backflows of blood or prevention of, of the, uh, the correct quantity of blood from flowing into the chamber of the heart. See, all these things create congestive heart failure, you know? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it's different things. So we're all talking about it. We might not use that terminology as an umbrella to describe what we're speaking of, um, but when we, when my mother says oxyhemo, anything that's okay. heart-blood-related, she's talking about that. Okay, now I did, you know, and for the you know, listeners out there, I, I do want to, uh, stand to be correct on that because she did say that I, I did hear that terminology and and see this, this, that's why I, I appreciate you know uh, you know red and blue you know K I mean well KTL I always get that mixed up with your name KTL oh, that's, cool. KT, <laughs> that's my KTL, that's my Moorish name KTL <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but yeah, man, I, uh, that's why I want to thank thank you guys you know too man you know like I said I got to give you. You know, I know it get a little irritating probably to you to you all sometimes, but see, I have to release that praise because see, you know, um, you know, that 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 keeps everything elevated. And see, the elders forgot a lot of this, you know, see when Farrakhan he spoke a powerful prophecy and maybe you know, maybe in the future, maybe for the year maybe we can get on here and maybe I can you know, I can uh, you know, uh do a little segment on it because, you know, it's it was just so profound and you know, and if you didn't have an ear to hear or that out of see you, you would have missed it, you know what I mean? And um and and, and uh he was talking about the five hundred years and so, you know, the teachings that you mama red pill, uh uh red and blue that y'all are doing, it just goes to show that, you know, you guys are a walking, living, like uh Blue said, a three D image of, of what you're doing, you know what I mean? Or what you're saying, right. brother, you know. And uh and you know, and just to uh I don't know, and also I don't know if it was red or blue that said the thing about the fireball, but I've been thinking about. I don't know. I, I might go ahead and uh, release the floor of that and, and, and allow it to come into play. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on on uh, what what the hidden. Uh, Look, uh, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ancestors want you to win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just got to strike a conversation up with them if, if they think is rum or gin or you know what I'm saying yeah. whatever they fancy. Make sure you set it out. You know, uh-huh. before you go to sleep tonight, you know, getting into that mm-hmm. subconscious realm, ask mm-hmm. for some numbers to be delivered to you in a dream state. This is how people always register stories about how they hit the numbers, whether they're playing the three or the four numbers. So now you need five in the stretch. You feel me? Yeah. I'm just saying, we don't stand anything to lose by trying. Yeah, and then a step forward, it's free money. It's a check. Go get yeah. it. Yeah. Yep, that's true. We can do a lot with a hundred forty four. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, it needs those days and times. In the mm-hmm. law of time, 144 is everything in the known existence of the universe. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about DNA and RNA is they also represent it in binary and trinary systems. Mm-hmm. So the binary, mm-hmm. which is the DNA, and the RNA is the trinary. The binary is 0 and 1. That's right. The trinary is 2 to 9. When you add up the multiples of 2 to 9, like 2 plus 3, 3 plus 4, 4 plus 5, 2 to 9 equals 44, okay? And then you add the 1, okay, from the binary of the 0 and the 1, and now you have 9. Now you have 0 to 9, which is how all of creation is formulated, and it replicates itself at 10, which is binary turned around. So that's the law of 44. You know what I'm saying? It's the transcription of everything in known reality, which is represented in squares and pixels and cubes, or what you want to call reality, six dimensions, carbon, 666. Yep, that's true. I got the problem. Before you embark on the road to go three or no, it's basic. You know, like I said, with, with, with the brothers talking, it's high science, but he's speaking it in a language that's very relative where, you know, even a baby can understand. And trust me, you know, mm-hmm. if it's some um, man that throws on the phone, even cavemen can get it. You dig? Yeah. Yep. So, that's, that's very true. I, I we know that, uh, you know, like the brother mm-hmm. said, the improper diet is causing a thick viscosity of the blood, which is clogging the arteries and leading to the number one cause of death for our people. It's not uh, the triggers of police family. Mm-hmm. It's heart disease yeah. and it's cancer. Yeah. You know, yeah. all of these things are curable. Yeah. That's, that's so let's talk a real revolution. You know what I'm saying? Actually save lives. Let's preserve lives. Let's give, let's give people back you know, the opportunity to actually feel what freedom feels like. Yeah. Because there's people living in self-imposed prisons, irregardless of how much rhetoric, you know, is being thrown their way and how many videos they're looking at and how much they resonate with what somebody say. You feel me? They're living in Mm -hmm. personal discomfort and and, and self-imposed prisons by the dietary choices about things that they're putting in their mouths that are poisoning them. Facts. Yeah, yeah. And I got to, I got to admit too. I'm I'm a, I'm a uh, you know I tell on myself I I've been doing that as well. And but you know I, that's why I just have to you know you know give my appreciation. But let me I, I got to get this out. I I tapped into some and that's why I got to get with you guys Please. too. Oh, yeah, because we gotta well, we, we gotta, gotta get to the other we hands got a lot of We gotta get the other brothers in so. We're going to get okay, back to you before the night is out. All right. All right, Lord. No doubt. Yes, sir. Peace, family. All right. All right. Peace. All right, we have caller from the 704. Caller from the 704. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace. 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 Yeah, peace to the KTL family. Peace to KT and the family overall. Uh, greetings, greetings. Greetings, brother. Peace. It's funny, uh, Blue, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're saluting KT on 
uh, his ability to articulate the, the science to where even a child, you know, can receive it. You know, yeah. I, I was going to build on the same thing, uh, you know, because when he was describing to the brother about the cardio, uh, you know, that was happening with the blood, you know, I'm just, I'm just getting the image of, you know, high blood pressure or low blood pressure because I know that's the same thing that's going on. You know, that's what's causing that, you know, your blood turning into that jelly state. That's right. You know, that's that's beautiful, man. Um, I actually had two questions, but I, I know other hands are up. I asked, the one, I asked one of them. Um, you know, it's, better, it's a fundamental question. I, you know, I like dealing with the basics. Um, which one of these I want to ask? Uh, uh, I think I like this one better. Uh, is it true that the plasma, uh, I came across some information about how you got the plasma in your eyes, you got the plasma in your ears. Is it, is it, is, it, is that the same, like if you lose that plasma, you can go deaf or blind? Is that the same plasma that everybody, you know, I don't know if you guys notice it in your hoods? Almost, you know, any hoods. I'm in North Carolina. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we have plasma centers, and it's always, you know, of course, the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, have-nots. You will notice is in these centers giving plasma. What what is what is the difference between? Is it just a play on the name? Uh, what is the difference? It's it's pretty much like the protein content. And the overall charge, uh, the plasma of the blood is predominantly water. Uh, the plasma, you have, a, you have a pleural cavity around your lungs. You have a, a, a cardial uh, a plasma around your heart. Um, so every, every major organ actually sits inside a sack of water. They don't really talk about that. And this doesn't just absorb shock, but it transfers energy and, and pla- plasma is the key. See, it's the it's the fourth element, you know. Um, I mean, the fourth phase, rather, um, or state state of matter. You got liquid, solid, gas, and then you have plasma. Um, and though you know, a lot of people disagree with me when I say that, because when you talk about plasma in the body, you're not talking about like the plasma that's lightning, where it's hot, you know, gas or nothing like that. But you know, water is a very special medium on our planet. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're not just going to find water floating around in space and stuff like that. So water actually acts as a medium um, uh, for plasmic activities in our body. You know, most of the, the, the things that develops in our body grow and develop out of a plasma medium. Um, so when you talk about the different plasmas in the body, you're just talking about um, different states of water. That's it. Because cerebral spinal fluid, that's plasma. Um, your, the, like I said, pleural cavity, that's plasma. The blastula, which is the, the state where the, the cells are first splitting, um, or rather the, the cells are first multiplying, you know, as an embryo, it creates a cavity. There's plasma um, inside there. Uh, like you said, plasma in your eyes. You have um, synovial fluid in your knees and all your joints, you know, your knuckles. When you crack your knuckles and you hear that pop, that synovial fluid moving violently between your knuckles, making that sound. So it's all, all of these, is, it's water. And within the water, there's different uh, chemical constituents that make it up, different proteins. You know, in the synovial fluid, 
You got uh, proteoglycans um, that are long chains that make it real gelatinous and thick. You know, you got proteins in your blood where it's not that concentrated, so it's more of a watery medium. You know, so um, plasma plasma just denotes water. And what is inside of that particular water, you know, determines how the plasmas are different throughout the body. But they're just different charges, different energies, and different uh, proteins uh, that are inside of it that make it up. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So plasma centers, you know, they're they're drawing they're drawing the plasma um out of your blood. You know, each one of your cells have a cytoplasm. Okay. So there's plasm in every cell you got. That's called intracellular fluid. Okay. Then you got fluid in between all your cells and around all your cells called extracellular fluid. You have a lymphatic system that's pretty much your extracellular fluid. It just has uh, fats and oils and and uh, uh, T lymphocytes and stuff like that floating in it too. So everything is water, and and the same way that fresh water and seawater is separated by the, the the content. You know, you know the difference between fresh water and seawater because you could drink the fresh water. That's because the fresh water don't got a ton of of minerals and salt in it. You see what I'm saying? So you can drink it rather than the salt water that you can't drink. But they're both water. But they got different densities, they got different flows, and they do different things on the planet. And that's the same thing with your body. You got different centers of water throughout your body, and what governs it is the the microcosmic molecular contents that are inside. Okay. Thanks for. All right. You know, um, uh, if time, you know, if time allows that. My other question really can be just a yes or no. Uh, and you know I can move on. Uh, if that's cool. Go for it, bro. Um, can humans transfer parasites uh, to each other, uh, i.e., you know, through sex or you know any other forms? Oh yeah, most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. And if you if you ever heard Inky talk about horizontal gene transfer, you know, um, you could transfer DNA you know, from person to person. People do it with their pets all the time. That's why you'll meet a dude with a pug dog, and you look at his face, they, he looks just like a pug. True. Parasites, yeah, you, somebody got worms and stuff all in them, and you kiss them, you making love with them. Yeah, that's, see, that's plasma. Yeah. That's the exchange through of bodily the, fluid. Through the seminal yeah. fluid, through the saliva, actually oh, yeah. opening through the pores, you know, through physical, any physical contact. You are exchanging um, parasites, and like the brother said, even through horizontal gene transfer or energy transfer, because you know parasites don't only represent something physical; it's ethereal as well. That's right. There you go. So the same way that it's possible, it's also possible to protect yourself from stuff like that, and it's a frequency thing. You see, I always compare compare it to environments. If you got an impoverished neighborhood that don't have any good supermarkets don't have any good jobs, uh, fenced up, you know, everybody's hurting, crime's going to persist, you know what I'm saying, people aren't going to make, there's going to be a certain thought process, you know, there's going to be a certain type of living that's going to occur, really more of a survival ethic that's going to happen. When you have yourself another environment that's naturesque, trees, good schools, 
um, um, good supermarkets, good food, people growing their own gardens, things like that, you're going to have a whole other type of environment. So with those two environments, people that come to those environments are going to resonate with that environment. So if you are, uh, you know, of a low vibration, low hertz based upon you're living your life, you're thinking, and you're eating, then you're going to make yourself susceptible to people to move into your neighborhood that resonates with the type of environment that your body represents. But see, if you change your environment to something that's on a more higher accord, then the type of energies that that are exchanged will resonate with that frequency as well. So it all depends upon you whether or not that parasite can make it in you or not. Because it'll get to the door, and your your defenses will be standing there, like you know, really, you think you're getting up? Did you just out? did you just biologically explain regentrification? <laughs> there you go, right? Biological. Re- that's another lecture right there, yo. Biological regentrification. Oh man, regentrification. No, I, I would ask the question, bro. Let's really get into it. If we're in a holographic universe and everything that we see on an external is an extension of what's happening on the internal, is regentrification not the invasion of the white blood cells and things of that nature, these foreign oh, agents? Bombs. Niggas is bombs. like, oh, they're moving in Harlem. No, bombs. they're moving in on those black cells. <laughs> bombs. And they're like, yo, it's happening everywhere where black people are at. I'm like, That's oh. right. They, uh, oh, they, they, they moving into the Milano site. Got it. When did they all have a meeting to move into black neighborhoods? No, you retard. That is all holographic. That's a reflection See? of the inside. That's why them crackers creeping. That's why yeah, I told you us. understand the body. Everything else starts making sense. You see? That's how them red. You go anytime you sick, you go to the doctor and they pull, they pull your, they give you a reading. You know how sick you are by the number of white blood cells that they read, which are is is an enormous number. You know, so white blood cells are always synonymous with sickness. Mm-hmm. Ali and Inky went hard on that. You know, about two years ago. You know. They dropped that bomb about the white blood cell. But right. yeah, and we could lo- we could locate it in multiple different ancient uh sources where they say when the appearance of the white man or when you see the you know, when you see the white one come amongst the land that he brings what? What did he bring? Disease. He- Exactly. What was he known for bringing? In his primary, in his primary source, he was the bringer of disease, the leper, and then he brought disease all the way up into Columbus's day to the point where he met, he he exported the black plague. So when the Indians or when the Aboriginals in the land saw the white man coming, right, that was the coming of the death. So that it was like, yo, we can't even fight it because it's just showing us that we have deteriorated from within. And they, they considerably changed the climate when they got into this particular region. Records will show that they said, you know, at the appearance of the Caucasian, because, you know, we should call it what it is, not what it's labeled, but at that 
particular appearance, there was a dramatic shift in the winter months where there was very rigid winters such as we experience now with the regentrification, you know, uh, of that particular energy signature in these neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? Like No doubt. And that's what they was talking about in, in Age of Ultron. Uh, with, yeah, with terraforming. The with mm-hmm. the with the not the scene facts. the scene with with Hulk versus uh, the Hulkbuster when they was in South Africa because I, I told everybody um, the name of that armor was was Mark forty four. You know when you look up Mark forty four, that's that's the um, the uh, verse that talks about the leper being healed by Jesus. Now mm. in that scene, the yeah. the Hulk Hulk was supposed to be the Great Hulk. They changed it at the last minute. And if you notice, when the building fell down, everybody was covered in gray. That represented the leprosy because South Africa, where the battle occurred at, is there is one of their most cherished conquests in terms of colonization through apartheid. Thanks. Thanks. See what I'm saying? So that's what that whole scene was about. That was a white blood cell fight right there. Yeah, and nobody represents those jeans places more than the band. And just in case we got to remind people, because I didn't know until the late 90s, even though I was an avid fan of the Incredible Hope TV show, you know, shout out to GP, I had to get yeah. the box set series and see the very first one all over again to see that he was actually uh, given his powers as the Hulk from a gene that was spliced from a melanated woman who was, uh, she lifted the car for her child. Her child got hit by a car. She lifted the car for the child. They captured her gene and spliced it, and he left the, uh, the radiation up, and that's what turned him into the Hulk. Now you know that's Henrietta Lacks. Of course. Yeah, later on in life. Yeah, that was Henrietta. The story of Henrietta Lacks. You know, that's radiation. She she's the gamma. She got bombarded with the gamma. That she got bombarded with the gamma for them yeah. to come up. And we got to do that lecture again just to show the family how much the science is attributed to this sister. You know what I'm saying? Post fifties, like we we have a tendency to think that they've always been at this game. They just got here. Yeah, man, they brand they, new, man. It's super brand new. Like, this is literally a eye blink in the eternity of a lifetime of a nature. So let's go to the next call. I want to thank you to the, uh, the brother that's on the phone right now. I appreciate those questions. You know what I'm saying? It brought forth some interesting dialogue. All right? Peace, family. Peace. 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 Call it from the 330-475. Peace. 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 Peace, 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 brother. Yo, I have one comment and one question. <clears throat> I just wanted to say, you, uh, you just really dropped it with the whole how the diet and the physiology, everything. Like I've taken biology classes. I was in honors classes in high school and never understood it the way that I understand it now. I just wanted to wow. say that. Um, Thank you, brother. And 
along with that, an important part of health, I think, is the mental health, which doesn't get talked about enough, I think, in the whole community. And I wanted to throw out to the family that there are certain techniques. Uh, One is called thought field therapy, and one is called emotional freedom technique, EFT, TFT and EFT. Just Google them, and basically you just hit meridian points and acupuncture, and it supercharges your body, and you're good. It just makes your brain work. Yes, sir. So I just wanted to throw that out to the family. Appreciate that. We all need. Spirit first, body second, no doubt. Yes. And, I mean, if you can, it it all works together. (laughs) That's the beautiful thing about it, you know. Um, And the question I had is I know you guys all have different products. I don't know if you've thought about going into network marketing. That's just an idea I wanted to throw at you because you all have a lot of different things that you're selling and know people who have things that are available. We all need money. People need yes. money. People are looking for opportunity. We I all, we all formulating. Oh, man. We are formulating something we, as we speak. He reading he read the mind, ain't he? <laughs> he must yes, be doing uh, that, that <laughs> therapy on himself. <laughs> well, I'll be looking for it. That's all I'm saying. Yes, sir. Peace. That's all I got that, to that, that definitely will solve a lot of issues. Uh, logistics being, you know, the number one issue at this particular point, there will be one central point designated for getting product and packages out, you know what I'm saying? So everyone individually doesn't have to focus on that. You know, we could just focus on our strengths, which are, you know, in our brother KT's case, doing the knowledge, doing the research, you know what I'm saying, breaking it down to the very last compound and understanding what actual, you know, minute part of the cell needs to be targeted, you know what I'm saying? So the brother's really, really qualifying with the master teacher, Dr. Savi brought forth. Savi would just drop a concept on you and keep it moving, you know. And Mm -hmm. those concepts are still, you know, hollowing out the space to this very day. They still resonate. They're still sitting there and emitting so much of our vibration but not everybody knows what it is. He goes on TV and talks about intracellular chelation. Does everybody yeah. understand that? Have you ever physically seen it? Man, is there real. any visuals attached to it? A, I'm yeah, not saying it's, that it's not. I'm no, saying no, 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 no. I know what you're right. saying. We need to come saying. into the point because if we know who our people are in this present day and time, they are visual. You know what I'm saying? And this brother has a 3D presentation of how all of those activities function in the body. So now you can visualize those activities, and because of that, you can now interface or manipulate, you know what I'm saying, those activities. This is the only way we're going to bring forth actualized superhero rules in this day and time. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to fly before I leave up out this bitch. these wings for? Shit. Keep in mind that we live in an ever now where you have access to a bio lab in Harlem called the Harlem yeah, Bio Lab. Yeah, you can research that, that, family. Please Google that. Take advantage of that. I don't care if you live in Nova Scotia. There's a bio lab in Harlem. What better place to go and do genetics in a wet lab? 
So we're saying that we can take the research from research to application, something that's technology, that's applied, you know, yeah. knowledge, which is, you know, that's technology. So this is the era that we're in right now. So it's time to apply the knowledge, and that's what KT represents. He's going to break it down to the very last compound. We will be engineering, you know, we will be into bioengineering in the very near future, and that's a fact, you know. Pushing forward. Pushing forward. So, you know, the brother is allowing us to become superheroes and superheroes again in this time, which is very possible to anyone who's doing the research. You see the forward trends. Yes, indeed. And, Thank and, you, and things are evolving. At, yes, no doubt. Let's get to this next caller. All right. Caller from the 323-474. Peace. Peace and welcome to Know the Less. Peace, brother. How you guys doing? doing All is on you now. Peace. Okay. Uh, look, uh, I'm just a style man. <laughs> KT just he just broke it down so tough. But here's my question. I was watching something that Dr. Sabi was doing with uh I can't remember who the he was who he was interviewing with, but the question I have is that the products that that you're gonna come out with in the future, KT, is it possible to reconstruct the DNA cells in a person's body to make them like, you know, like more younger, more stronger? without consuming the meat and all these other vicious things they got out here that we're eating that's just really breaking down the complete structure of the body. Oh, yeah. I mean, we that's that's not in the future. That's now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got that now. And that's, that, that was the whole talk, you know, in, in regards to the food gene consistency. When you're able to um, return yourself, like Sankofa, meaning to, to bind back, you know, return back, connect back, um, when you're able to do that nutritionally, then those histones I was talking about will then expose certain areas of your DNA that might not have been exposed in a long time. Um, and when they become exposed, then your body starts um, generating proteins and expressing, you know, that, that part of the genome. Um, and that comes from, you know, these particular products, the products that, Sabi Cells, um, um, Dr. Sabi Cell Food, you know, I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with, with the brother's work. Um, and, of course, Greenleaf, uh, which is Mama Pill, you know, and I, you know, we have the products that are there to assist people in making that transition back to, you know, a more healthier state with their body. And then you do that in concert with, um, you know, ceasing from uh, consuming the drugs, and when I say drugs, I'm not talking about crack and cocaine. I'm talking about MSG and starch and flesh, you know. Um, yes, sir. Things that create the cravings and the parasites, you know, and the cyanide in the brain causing the, um, you know, like the brother was speaking before you, the mental problems that, that happen, you know, to our people. So it already exists, brother. And all you have to do is either go to, you know, com or greenleaf-herbs.com. And um, you well, know, we got you. I I had I had ordered, and I don't need to cut you off, but I had from from uh, you and your mother. I had okay. ordered the sea moss and the uh, 
the octahemo. I can't pronounce. Yes, sir. Octahemo. Now I'm doing I'm doing both of those, and I have to be honest with you, brother. I've already lost 15 pounds. You know, and I've only I've only had and I mean, look, and I'm not running, I'm not exercising, but I mean, just in just doing things around the house or just moving around from the different jobs and stuff that I have to go to. It's like, man, I'm sweating so much, it's just coming off. And everybody's looking at me saying, like, you know, you're looking a little different. Give you're looking up. a little different. You know, they they see they see the difference. And, and I feel that it's just, you know, I, I know that it's like a, it's a process, you know, because sometimes I have those days where, like, I'm really weak and I'm tired and I kind of don't know what to do. So, uh, you know, like, I do the CMOS, you know, every morning with a couple of, Drops of the uh, the octanate, but I, can I use more of that? And and in and, and using more of that, like the benefits of you know, because I was kind of cautious because I didn't know how much of the of the drops that I should put in because I mix them both together, you know, with some you know juices or some kind of juice, and sometimes it's it's just water. So I'm kind of like I don't I don't kind of know how to use the octanate. Yeah, the drops. Yeah, I'm kind of drops because they're in dropper form. You could just you could take that straight underneath your tongue, and you do three dropper fulls two times a day, or you could do yes, two dropper fulls three times a day. And when I say dropper full, that's different than a drop. You know, a drop is when you just squeeze it real, you know, real real carefully, and one drop comes out. I'm talking dropper full, meaning that that glass dropper is full with the content. Oh. And you squeeze okay, that cool. in your mouth underneath the tongue, and and you do it two times a day. But each time you do it, you do three droppers of it. You see, and do it right so underneath do, the tongue. So three full droppers of it. That's right, twice a day. Okay, cool, man. Cool. And you do that by itself. Right. The reason why we do the dropper now is because it's, it's a little bit more concentrated than it was before, and it's because you know time is getting quicker. People are on the move, you know, so we wanted something people can have. Women can have in their purse, brothers can have in their bags, your pocket, you know, whatever. Keep it in the car, right. in your little glove compartment, you know, in the middle console. Yes, so when it's time to take it, it's right there. You put it in your gym bag, you know. Yeah, I dropped them joints before and after my workout, and I'm Gucci. That's right. Really? That's right. Because okay. oxygen, cool. oh, yeah. like the brother was talking about with the muscles, being able to visualize helps the process. And when you understand that burnout occurs because your oxygen stores have uh, exhausted, so now your body moves from an aerobic form of exercising when you're using oxygen anaerobic. to an anaerobic form of exercising where you don't have oxygen, you know, and you end up creating lactic acid, abundant amount of lactic acid that um, that pools with inside the muscle and causes your muscles to uh to uh, burn out, you know, where you where you get jammed up and can't go no more and you have to wait till the till the oxygen restores itself before you can proceed. You know, so if you have a more abundant amount of oxygen in your body, then you have a longer workout. You see? Okay. Yep. Yes sir. So now also the event that you that you're gonna uh reveal the product uh, is that gonna be televised? Would that be if you ever get it on Sinetta yeah, they or live streaming. No uh, they live streaming it. Yeah, they said they live streaming on the flyer, so it should be live stream. Okay, because I'm getting ready to, you know, I'm I'm going to email you, so that because I got your email because I'm the brother that hasn't got my uh, 
uh, what is that? Uh, Avengers two. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, what's your name, brother? CD, brother Robert. Brother Robert, there you go. Don't worry, I got you, brother. <laughs> go I, ahead I, and look, um, brother, look, look. Trust me, the stuff that I got from you and your mother makes up for all that. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I got, I got something for you though. I got something for okay. you, and um, and I, I already know who you are, so you ain't got to send me your email. I'm gonna contact okay. you tonight. Okay, cool. Because I want to be able to get that information to stream. I've been keeping up with 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 y'all because somehow or another I got connected to Sinella. So, you know, every time something you guys do, it just comes right up. And man, look, I can be at work. I I cut all the machines off, man. And I'm I'm on y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> tuning in. Yeah, I'm loving all this, brother. Well, we appreciate, we appreciate that, that was you. that was my. I appreciate you more, brother. But that was what I wanted to uh, talk to you about, you know, so you've answered all my questions. So I just look forward to that call, that call later whenever you get in touch. No doubt. And, and, and give your family my love, man. Give your mother my love because, I mean, y'all, y'all, I'm a people boy. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you, brother. Peace. Peace. Yes, family, right. we have four minutes of the live um, stream left. Three four seven six three seven two one three five is the number that you need to call if you want to continue on the bill with us. Three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five. Thank you. Yes, sir. And oh wait, Next for call. those that are not continuing, www.greenleaf-herbs.com is the site. Correct. That's it. Yes, indeed. Greenleaf-herbs.com is, is the site where you can find these products. All right? All right, so please continue. Call up in the 718-576. Peace. Welcome to Another Ledge. Peace, peace. Bubby Rest. Peace to uh, King Taylor, the red and the blue. I just got peace a to the question to Peace, peace. Um... One is, uh, does DNA leave an etheric footprint? That you say our DNA can uh, physically wrap around the Milky Way. Does DNA leave a, uh, a etheric footprint behind? Say if a person goes through like uh, like a happy emotion or a stressful influence. I mean, a happy emotion or a stressful uh, emotion, will they emit? something from their DNA to leave a, a footprint behind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Definitely. Uh, great question. Emotions definitely affect DNA. I mean, we're dealing with post-traumatic slave uh, syndrome now. You know, that's that's in us. Um, and it's, it's the traumatic events. Because remember, you, brother, you're, you are a product of over a million people carefully, meticulously coordinated over time in order to produce you. And what I mean by that is you got a mother and a father. Each one of them got a mother and a father. Each one of them got a mother and a father. And it keeps going, you know, all the way back. So when you go back, you see all these millions of people that had to come together in order for you to be here. And when you go inside of your cells and your DNA, it is a collection of that lineage of all those people. Each one of them people went through shit. 
and 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 the people that weren't able to overcome and rectify the things that they that they were going through got ingrained the same way like the flesh that people eat with these burgers they don't know that they're consuming the slaughter you see of that cow i mean you know when you're dealing with halal and code that's another thing but when you're dealing with um USDA straight up montana you know with the slaughterhouse style beef where they getting thrown into the factory and chopped up like that trauma that experience that energy is ingrained in the flesh and when people eat that food they're they're consuming the fear they're consuming remember when you when you are in survival mode you're secreting epinephrine and adrenaline into your body to fight or flight so you telling me a cow don't know he about to die you telling me where he's in a line behind three or four of the cows and he hear them screaming and yelling and blood splurting all over the wall? Well, how do you think he's thinking? And what is getting secreted all throughout his body? That's getting put inside all that flesh. So, yes, the DNA gets affected by that. DNA is a recording device. It's a library of recorded information. You see, so you're able to tap into that to go back and talk to your ancestors, go back and express certain parts of your genome that you didn't even know you were capable of doing, and also you're able to address certain psychological hindrances that's ingrained in the DNA, too, that you have to face that we call karma that come up. You know, because I could tell you right now I'm going through a thing that my father went through when he was young, and it's almost forbade. It's crazy how it lined up. You see what I'm saying? But it gets passed down. You know what I'm saying? And it's in your DNA. But are you able to correct it? Hell yeah, you able to correct it. You're able to deal with it. So, yes, emotions, uh, traumatic events, um, powerful emotional um, um, instances, yes, they do, get a, they do affect the DNA. Now, with that being said, now in dealing with this thing of uh, called regentrification. Now, my little hypothesis of what I came up with on my analogy of the way I see it and perceive it is that the quote-unquote European and other people outside of the European race that are not a uh, that are not uh, of African descent, when they move into low-income neighborhoods and quote-unquote regentrify it, they're not truly coming in to buy the property space in the hood, they're literally coming in to where all the trauma energy was released, whether it was good or bad. They know that energy that was dispersed is still there from a like a etheric footprint. Like you could probably take a meter and pick up on the electrons from the DNA admitted from the body. So basically all these people that lived within this area that is called low income that went through all types of emotional DNA output of stress, being that these people operate on a higher level of science and understanding the emittance of DNA and melanin, and it has its own residual footprint that stays wherever a strong presence of DNA or melanin was, that they move into the area basically not for the property and not for the landscaping, but for the leftover residual DNA energy that was left by a group of people that didn't know that they were emitting energies that they can go back and re-put into their body and recharge it and get charged themselves again. But there's other people 
that study high DNA science that they know they say, hey, you know what? Forget the property. There's more energy value there from the people themselves that they're admitting. So what we do is we go in there, we act like we're buying the houses, but in turn we're sitting and recharging off of the energy of that neighborhood. And that's why I hear, quote, unquote, some people say when Europeans move into low-income neighborhoods that it becomes colder. So I wonder, is that due to the fact of them sucking that leftover DNA energy and melanin energy, recharging off of it when they fully have sucked the energy out of the area, they leave out of the area, the area becomes affordable now for the same people that left to be able to move back in. Those same people move back in now, recharge the area, go through more emotion. Those same people come back, buy it, make everything high again, and the cycle repeats itself where the average person perceives it as a land grab, but those who study a higher science see it as an energy recharge grid. I mean, they see it as a energy recharge base to where they can recharge their melanin, being that their melanin, even though they study in the higher science of DNA, they still cannot emit the original DNA, how would I say, a a dimothermal thrust into the DNA, into the blood cells to create the incredible Hulk effect that you're speaking of. Because the reason why the Hulk was able to become the Hulk, like you said, was from the DNA of the woman in the accident. It truly, it was her DNA originally, but what caused it to become even more gamified without them putting their scientific gamma on it was the the trauma, the the emitting of the bombs at son. Come on, man. (laughs) Sun's going in right now, yo. So. That's it right there, brother. That's it. That's hitting the nail on the head. So basically, that's why longitude and latitude latitude play such a big importance in their science of understanding the geographical of of the land because they're basically only looking for which which way does the melanin energy flow, how thick and how strong are the frequencies of the flow on the ley lines and the grids of where these people live that don't understand what they're admitting. That's it. That's it. And that ties into biophotonic energy. You know, that's uh, that's the energy between the DNA, the microtubular structure, and the mitochondria in our body that takes infrared energy, um, ambient energy from the environment, red blood cells, you know, the sun, and converts it into ultraviolet energy that gets uh, emitted out of our body. Plants do it too, um, but there's there's different frequencies dealing with, you know, the 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 person that's emitting the energy. So yeah, that's that's biophotons. Alright. Thank you, man. Oh, thank you. Shoot. <laughs> thank you. Alright. Thank you, Carla. Nah, that was right. That was real right there, boy. Yeah, that was real. Oh, come on, man. That was real right there. He took 
he shook the whole regentrification we were just talking about, you know. It is. Opened up that portal, and he took that thing to the very next. That's DNA. That's them histones. We got our histones oh. unraveling that, unspooling the threads, son. Unspooling. That's your, that's your uh, DNA birthday gift. I that know. Was that was the unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stay, you stay gifted. We going to Detroit, too. You already know I'm going to yeah. give him a big shout-out. Well, I'll let him know about say, that. Well, I was about to say, as the brother was breaking it down, I just came across an article on the feed that said um, record number of quote-unquote whites are moving back into Detroit as black oh, yeah. people out. So, mm-hmm. so, that shit war-torn. Remember when we, <laughs> man. Remember right when we went down there? Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, shout-out to the, to the family in the D. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout we out to the D. there. Day. Yeah. Bringing that, bringing that I mean, energy back home, but you know, from what we saw, yeah, it was flat. You know what I'm saying? Like you see a lot of trauma involved. Like you could feel the energy, that thickness of trauma that he's talking about, all in their hood. Like you could physically see it. And they feed off that. Yeah, that thick. You know what I'm saying? It's funny. And, you know um, what came on the other night? I remember. Hold on. Let me just finish. I remember that. Uh, I had went to the grocery store in the neighborhood that we was at. They had the 99-cent meat packs. Yo, this meat was, like, grayish pink. Oh, so man. I went to the to the gas station. We, yeah, we were You know what I'm saying? It. They only had <laughs> chips. They wasn't even selling water in there. Newark was the same way. A lot of these places that you're talking about, that you always find the food deserts, those are always those pockets of communities, you know, where the diet is just hit, you know what I'm saying? And they're selling compromised meats and things of that particular nature. And all of that yeah. is expressed through the people in that environment, you know? So you're saying that if you were to match the crime rate in the actual, you know, the actual crimes, you know what I'm saying, to the uh, nutritional value in that neighborhood that it, it would show a, a definite link oh, yeah, to malnutrition, boy. crime, and violence. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. So, again, so this is the answer that we propose to the family that says all else, you know what I'm saying, what is the all else? You know, like, there's still a, there's still a charge, you know what I'm saying, there's still... Marching orders, even if you've assigned them to yourself and you didn't get them from Farrakhan, like, we are all supposed to be looking to be that solution in our neighborhoods, you know, to actually put some things together, to change that that energy center that they're talking about, you know, to reconvert that battery, you know what I'm saying, from D.C. to A.C., coming from D.C., one big battery, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and I didn't even get to show or even drop how a week before that DC comic came out with all of his main titles, all of them, the number 44, 44. all of them, right before they line niggas up in DC with 44 wow. presidents. <laughs> Yo, yeah, man. I saw the post. That was crazy. At the end of the Batman day, you can't say that these people are stupid, man, because that would really be disgraceful. 
please. Before I forget, go to KT, the what is your PayPal before I forget? Because I, I, I don't want to forget the fact that we are celebrating tonight and we are amongst the family and we're going to do it the way that the Africans do it and we're also going to do it the way that the Chemites do it and we're also going to do it the way that our ancestors and all of the galaxies did it, that on our solar return, the family, you know, collectively is going to make it collectively rain and collectively, you know, sprinkle and, and collectively and bearing gifts, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Come bearing yeah, gifts. Oh, and, 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 you know, because we deal with abundance and we deal with reward and we deal with, you know, giving us our flowers yeah. while reciprocation. You sure was there, like, you know. Coronation. <laughs> coronation. Exactly. To, uh, we deal with coronation. Yeah, shout out to the elder shout Baba. Shout out to Baba Samaj Heru. We have a powerful, powerful interview coming soon, family. Uh, we have a gift coming to the family on our birthday on the 14th. We just started filming this week. Uh, look forward to it. It's going to be monumental. Baba Samaj Heru is a super legend. Now he's he's he's. He'll be on the show going in. Oh, got yeah. some things that you want to talk to, about. We used, to Vin, we used to Vin with him back in the day, man. We was a little. I remember. Super legend. Just the fact that he's known us when we were in the belly. Yeah, man. The, he knew us for. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.